<laughs> I'm guessing it's going to taste like marshmallows. That's all it is. It's like a marshmallow goo. <laughs> a marshmallow goo. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man blew one in your face. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Fan dream like. come true. Yeah. And bucket list. This is episode number 18. Is it 18? 18. So hold on to 18. See, I'm trying to work in a metal song every episode. Yeah, you're you're doing a great job. Can't can't mess with black and blue. Come on. Tommy Thayer, currently with Kiss, guitarist the black and blue. Right. Um, That that song makes me feel black and blue. I love that song. That's a great album. The, The first two records are really good, actually. I saw them open up for Rat Ooh. at the Long Beach Arena. I saw Rat at the Long Beach Arena open for Ozzy. It was Bark mm. of the Moon tour, and Rat mm. was on the Out of Your Out of the Cellar tour. Mm. 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 Um, but more importantly, you know what? This is a milestone episode because we just hit ten thousand subscribers. Oh, did we? Yep. Well, you did. Technically, you did. We. I mean. Really, it's it's a wee thing. I mean, this show is pretty much the yes, I do have Pushed my other it. content, it, but it helped. I I I'm a I'm a I'm not a team guy. There's no I right. in team, but there is an I in win. But right. Right. I am a team guy. So okay. so this is a group. Well, of congratulations, comments. ten thousand to us. Congratulations to us, to us ten thousand. Thank you, uh, everybody out there for uh, getting up, getting us up to the ten k. I had a personal goal of hitting 10K by Halloween. Missed it by six days. It's okay. It's all right. But. Although the votes aren't all in, so. <laughs> we won't talk politics because I know people come here to escape that shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a stressful you know, week. It's so stressful. And I want to talk about it. That's the hard part. Well, we can talk about, about I'm it. Cut, like, I'm going to cut it out. I'm going to cut this out. We're talking but, now. Well, no, we can, we can, we can, I think it's good for our, our viewers to know that we're into that and we're concerned and we like it and we do discuss it and we have a great interest in, in politics and, and I know I do, I know Sean does and we just don't do it here like Sean said, to, so we avoid the whole, you know, people come here to escape it, but yeah, uh, yeah wow, it's crazy, um, it's exciting, but also at the same time nerve wracking, it's been a, it's been a crazy week, man. You, you know what I can't wait insane. for? I what? can't wait for, it probably won't even be that long from now, the movies that are going to be based on this time in, in our lives. Oh, God. I mean, you know, you see all those movies about, you know, Nixon and, mm-hmm. you know, even what was the one uh, that was uh, Bush's VP? Um, that, that, oh, the, the Cheney one. The, Cheney, the, Dick Cheney, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, There's been a couple of those, yeah. So pretty yeah, soon, be... somebody's going to be contacting you to do a Trump makeup on somebody. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I even want to, would even want to go there, trying not to think about it. But uh, but you can't help it. But here we are Yep. on the other side of Halloween. Yeah, yeah. So what did you do? Tell me about your Halloween. People are going to very. Know. It was very mellow. Mm-hmm. Um it was exciting because they put out the, um, and we should address this, they put out the, the second Halloween Kills teaser, which... Uh, Finally I showed the was, mask. And they showed the mask. For the, yeah. They showed it, kind of. 
Yeah. I, I got a lot of DMs of people going, now that they showed the mask, will you show the mask? And it's like, no. They didn't show en- they didn't show enough of it. Yeah. Like, really good. So I can't I can't do that. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Even but, even I received messages from people saying, Is it okay? Can you send us some clear photos of it now? I'm like, No. I was like, I can't send I can't send no. you a goddamn thing. What are you talking about? No, no, no. But uh we appreciate your interest out there. But uh yeah, no, that came out, which was exciting. That was kind of a nice treat. Yeah. I thought it was a nice treat for them and I thought it was well done and and cool and exciting and you had that one that one shot where you, we got a good blood splatter in that yeah. in that trailer a good a good blood gag one of one of our blood gags which was i was excited that that was in there i was like yes yeah um so that was cool and then excited people i think it uh re-energized uh, everybody's uh interest in it maybe but uh other than that what did i do it was a very mellow halloween we went around looked at decorations all around here in burbank which there's tons of cooked food and we ate candy and we had horror movies on interspersed with warner brothers halloween bugs bunny cartoons from back in the day so we mm-hmm. like to look at those too i actually went swimming because <laughs> i was it was hot and i was like i'm yeah. going swimming it was nice it was good it was super mellow and nice it was nice to be home because again this is one of the first years i've been home so it was nice just to be home and house was decorated out we had all the food and can- we had every- it was good it was good how about you you had a illustrious halloween i'm sure well i spent most of my halloween uh i was up to 6 a.m trying to get that halloween at home video done that i mm. did um mm that hopefully you guys have all seen where I reached out to cast members from every film in the franchise. And just for the record, I got a lot of people messaging me. Why didn't Jamie participate? Why didn't John participate? Why didn't this person participate? You know, I did ask, I mean, I did ask John and Jamie. Right. And you know, it is what it is. Neither of them said no, but just nothing happened people asked about george wilbur i i didn't ask george wilbur there was nothing personal in fact i mean here's the story i started this thing about a month ago i put it out there and the response was like a fart in church it it it, what it didn't go over well and i i got really discouraged and i backed off the idea but i had a couple videos and then literally 48 hours before Halloween, they started flooding in. Like people were going, oh, I forgot about that. Here, here it is. About, and then, I mean, I'm not kidding you. As I had over 50 people involved, I mm-hmm. think I got 40 of them in the last 48 hours. Right. right? Everyone was like, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll yeah. do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And so they did it. Yeah. So at that point, I started to get re-energized on it, started reaching out to more people but I didn't have time to get to everybody and no offense to George love George as a person, but he, I know he lives alone. He's not tech savvy trying to explain to him how to do it. Even if he had the capabilities would have been a nightmare. So I chose to, to not bother asking George plus just dealing with him at age 40, which is the last time I talked to him was high maintenance. (laughs) So, I mean, I spent, <laughs> and she'll, she'll admit to this, and I love her, Pamela Susan Shoup. I spent two hours with her trying to, to get the video. She made it and just couldn't right. get it to me. So right. it was time consuming. So I was up to 6 a.m. I pulled an all-nighter to get that done. And then I ended up getting up. I had to upload it because I said I was going to upload at 9 a.m. So I got up at 9, and I couldn't get back to sleep. 
So mm-hmm. I slept three hours. So I knew I was going to be weeded on Halloween. Nay and I went to South Pasadena because I've never been to South Pasadena on Halloween. Mm-hmm. And wow, it is magical. I mean, mm-hmm. it's effing magical. And I love staying home and giving out candy and all that. And I only passed that up this year because we didn't think we were having any trick-or-treaters. We oh. ended up that we did. I watched my security videos and I saw that there were some, but low, low numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but South Pasadena, man, it's, have you been on Halloween? I have. Yeah. It's pretty that, great. That was, yeah. I felt like I was a kid again in the seventies, mm-hmm. the way it used to be the street filled with people. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was, it was neat, man. I dug it. And then we, we went over there. We did that, went to Sugar Mint, saw Sarah and everything. Then we went, I, we went to a little intimate party at, at Glenn Hetrick's house. And it was so funny. We brought up rat. The weirdest thing is this guy comes in, he's wearing a mask and I look at him and I'm kind of, that guy looks like Steven Piercy from rat. And he takes his mask off. It's Steven Piercy from rat. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a surreal moment. I'm sitting there on the, in, in Glenn's little man cave out back. I'm sitting in there watching the Paul Lind holiday special with kiss Mm -hmm. and everything. Mm -hmm. And and Stephen Piercy asking me questions about who everybody is. Like, who's, wait, who is he again? He was, oh, yeah, bewitched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then he's like, is that, is that the real HR Puffin stuff, witch? And I'm like, yeah, witchy poo, Billy Hayes. And, you know, he was, just, it was funny. I never once mentioned to him I was a rat fan or I ever saw right. him in concert. I just was, you know, nice guy, really nice yeah. guy. Apparently he's yeah. dating one of Michelle, uh, Glenn's wife's best friends. So, oh, and has been for a while. Oh, okay. So that's what we did. And it was fun and had a blast. And did you, by the way, did you check out my buddy, Andrew Cash's, uh, the video he put up, Halloween is canceled? Did you see it? No, I didn't. You haven't seen it? No. Oh, man. It, it's had like 300,000 views or something. It went viral. Um, huh. Uh, dude, it was, it's great. Uh, Andrew's super talented. And he did this video, basically Myers out on Halloween, but nobody's out because it's canceled. <laughs> Um, right. you need to watch it. I mean, okay. so many people messaged me about it. So many people thought I was Michael Myers in it. It wasn't me. Hmm. However, it was my mask. I lent Andrew the mask for the video, right. but he did a killer job. So you guys should check it out. If you haven't seen it. it's called Halloween is canceled. I will check it out. Watch anything new lately. I have, I've been under the weather a little bit lately. I'm having a bad hair day, everybody. I need a haircut. I've been a little under the weather, so I've been binge watching the series 30 Rock because I had never watched it when it was on. Oh, that's a funny show. God, it's so good. It's so good. Like, I'm addicted to it. I just, I can't get enough of it. It makes me laugh so damn hard. It's so my sense of humor, mm-hmm. especially Dr. Spachemin, who is Dr. Spaceman, mm-hmm. murders me every time. Um, I just love, and I love Tina Fey. I have yeah. such a little crush on Tina Fey, but um, she, uh, it's such a great show. So well-written, so funny. I, I can't believe I didn't watch it when it was on. I was probably too busy or not even in the country. So I've been watching that. Um, have have you ever get into parks and recreation? I haven't. Okay, you need to, it's totally the same sense of humor. I actually think it's even better than 30 Rock. Huh, okay. I'll check that out. I've been wanting to check that out. It's just always a, you know, what am I going to choose when I sit down? I got to focus on one thing. So I've been watching that. I watched a a cool documentary about Cream Magazine. Oh, I've been dying to see that. Mm -hmm. I watched that. That's pretty good. 
it's yeah. it's okay. It's a little repetitive, a little redundant about how crazy they were and how rebellious and crazy they were. And, and don't forget they were crazy. And, and yeah. they, they wrote about, you know, music and they wanted to be politics, but they're crazy. You know, it was just, that's all the way through, but it's, it's, it's a pretty interesting documentary. You'll, you'll like it. It's good. I remember when I was a kid and when I read that magazine, as a kid, like seven, eight years old, yeah. I remember just feeling like I was reading like a dirty magazine because it yeah. was it was super edgy. They cursed in it, you know. They, yeah. And uh, yeah, I've been dying to see that. I actually I ordered. I saw the website pop up for it, and I ordered one of those limited edition Boy Howdy shirts. I did too. Did you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make sure we don't wear it on the same same show. <laughs> or maybe we should. Mm. We'll have a cream episode. Mm. Um, did you get the big book, the cream book? Yeah. I got that too. That's, yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's good and it's cool. They do go into the, the, how the reasons why it seemed like it was a dirty magazine and so edgy and they can, you know, why cream was cream and what rolling the difference between it and Rolling Stone and, and at the time. And uh, cause cream came out just after Rolling Stone did. It's good. Yeah. You'll like it. It's cool. We just finished watching the haunting of Bly Manor. Not as good as the haunting of Hill house mm. really slow. Like the first mm -hmm. five episodes were like, but then it picks up and it got really good. So mm. it, I feel like it was worth watching, but mm. it was, it's really, I mean, it, it's more of a love story than a, I mean, it's a ghost love story kind of, right? Um, yeah. but it has some good parts and some good makeups and effects and mm. things like that. I, I mean, I, I liked it. Yeah, I think it's worth seeing, but a little bit of a letdown because I loved Hill House. I was a big fan of Haunting Hill House. Mm -hmm. um, we just started rewatching. Well, I started rewatching. They had never seen it. Fargo, the series, because mm -hmm. um, I really liked, and I haven't seen the new season that that just played or is currently playing. I have them mm -hmm. taped. The one with Chris Rock in it. Chris Rock. Yeah, I don't have high yeah. hopes with that one, but you know, every season's different story, different actors. Uh, but season one was good. I re I remember thinking season two was the best. Um, so mm. I don't know. She's not loving it. We're like two episodes from the end of season one. Mm -hmm. I don't know. She, I don't think she thinks the humor, the dark humor is as funny, mm. you know, anywho, don't you know, I just heard uh, some sad news from the, the horror world. Uh, Ken Jones, AKA the caretaker, from phantasm the one that gets hit in the head with the ball mm -hmm. he just mm -hmm. passed away apparently uh, oh, yesterday yeah yeah i just met him he was he i'd never met the dude i'm i mean i'm a big phantasm fan my whole life convention guy my whole life he did his first convention monster the last monster palooza mm. um, so i was lucky mm. i i got to meet him sweet yeah. guy uh i'll be honest with you no offense i didn't know he was still alive um but you know i was glad to see he was still alive but now i'm sad that he's gone yeah so that's too bad yeah uh we got some gifts we did we did i was just thinking today i'm gonna be fussing with my hair all day that's everybody okay. just so you know because i have bad hair day i need a haircut i'm just gonna buzz it off i think well I think uh, it's time. are you gonna do the mohawk again or no or i just think just all of it, it gone oh. i think so we'll see i don't but know then I... i'm afraid i might look like a skinhead i don't want to look like that i i think you'll look like egghead uh, from batman if you do you Thank got you a little you've got a little bit of an egg-shaped head ring ring hello <laughs> yeah sean's insulting me again no no no. i gotta go he's still doing it bye i'm kidding <laughs> um uh, uh i think you're right i think you're absolutely right actually <laughs>
don't want to be a dick. I'm. You know what? You know your real friends are the honest ones. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, you look great yeah. like that. No, I think you should shave your head. You'll look great. <laughs> Fuck. I look like naked. Dude, I told him. He doesn't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, I'm going to be fussing with that. But we got, I was just thinking today, I was like, people stopped sending us stuff. I wonder why. No. Well, I actually have a box of stuff for you that I don't know when I'm going to see you next. But let's start with, um, I did see you and gave you some stuff. You did. Uh, so we can start with that. I got my shot glass, that the yeah. spooky world shot yeah. glass. Seat. This, let yeah. me read his. Wait, I never got to read his. Well, I read his letter, but we didn't. Got, got my I ice think, nine kills thing here. See, got that. And we see. did that already, didn't we? we? Yeah. Well, yes. you did. I did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I gave them to you. That's right. So uh, here we go. Christopher and Sean. The show continues to get better and better every week. I have said it before, and I'll say it again. The thing with two heads has become destination viewing, and one of the joys of my week, an all-star lineup of guests along with genuine conversation about topics that are near and dear to many hearts. The show is comfort food for the nostalgic and equally informative for those who may just be delving into the worlds of film, music, and pop culture. I look forward to see how the show evolves when we eventually get back to normal times. Speaking of comfort food, I've enclosed some gifts for you, both one food, one for drink, and something for the holidays. So wow. first, I don't know if you've ever been up to New England before, Sean. Not sure if you have, Christopher. I have sent you both a jar of New England staple marshmallow fluff. <laughs> yeah. I know I can speak for many folks up here in saying that this has been a staple of our cupboard since childhood. With this, you make your own flutter nutter. That sounds dirty. All you need to do is supply your own bread. The classic uses white bread, but any will do. Peanut butter, add a dollop of fluff, and enjoy. Sean, feel free to make one for your food review shows. Well, I don't know if I'm going to make one, but I'm going to try this. We're both going to try it. Let's give it a shot. Ah, flutter nutter. <laughs> yeah, I, I just ate, so I don't really need a sandwich right now, but I'm going to try this. I haven't eaten yet, um, and this will probably send me into a diabetic coma. Oh. So continue the rest of the show without me. <laughs> you can oh. just talk talk over my corpse. This stuff is sticky. All right. so I'm opening it. It's what I'm doing down here, in case you're wondering. I'm, I'm sitting there oh, like this. I'll keep reading while, while, you, uh, while you open. Second, I have enclosed a couple of tall shot glasses from America's horror theme park, Spooky World, that existed in Berlin, Mass. in the 90s. And here it is. Here are the shot glass he sent. Very cool. We went over this already on another. We episode. recorded this already, but somebody oh, forgot to hit record. Remember? That's right. Oh, I forgot hence, about that. Hence why that's... you have the stuff. <laughs> and I'm not just I forgot it. about that, that snafu. Yeah, little snafu. A little, um, a little flutter nutter. Are you, are you trying it? You're trying it without me. Well, it's all over my fucking fingers. Oh, here we, I'm going with the scoop. Look at this. Look at this scoop. Jesus, dude. I'm going big or going home. If I throw up on camera, I throw up. Here we go. It's like the movie stuff. The stuff? Yeah, I know. I that get pretty, it. I, I, ever, I you ever seen it. that movie, The Stuff? Uh-huh. Wow. That's pretty good. I wouldn't want to eat it out of the jar like this all the time. But yeah, with peanut butter, that might be damn good. It's better than I thought. I'll be honest with you. Jesus. 
<laughs> I just did a whole a, mouthful. And I'm a sweets guy. Like, I like sweets. That's too sweet I, for you? It is. Wow. Marshmallow is too sweet for me, oddly enough. Mm, I liked it. That's pretty good. It's like a melted marshmallow. It's not bad. It's not bad. Actually, it's way better than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't know what heaven tastes like, but this is pretty close. <laughs> he said. Uh, lastly, I've sent you both holiday ornaments from Spooky World as well, and that's what this is right here. A little hol- yeah. Spooky World holiday ornament. Mm-hmm. Look at that. And let's see. Uh, shot glass. I have been helping with interviews and B-roll footage for the Spooky World documentary that is currently in production and scheduled to be released on most streaming services next fall. The documentary will be covering the revolutionary force that Spooky World was and how it has influenced places like Not Scary Farm, Universal Horror Nights, as well as the convention scene. Original owner David Bertolino and director Quinn Monahan have been overcoming many obstacles during 2020 and are still putting together a hell of a walk down memory lane. Next year will mark the 30 years since the original Spooky World opened its doors. And while the name lives on with the new ownership, what Dave Bertolino helped bring to life in the 90s was something truly special. This has been a true labor of love, and I look forward to hearing your thoughts on it after it's released. Now, he sent me this trailer. He put the link to the trailer in here, which I will now put right down here. And uh, it looks great. I mean, I'm not just saying that because he gave us fluff. It's good. It, it actually looked like a really good doc, so I'm, I'm looking he's, forward to seeing it. He's a fluffer. He's a fluffer. Keep up the great work as you both claim your rightful thrones as the kings of content. All the best. Continued good health to you and yours, and enjoy the fluffer nutters. Anthony Thank Landry. You. Anthony Landry. Thank you. Quinn Monahan. Quinn Monahan sounds like a producer that produced like a '70s cop show, like The Streets of San Francisco. A Quinn Monahan production. <laughs> totally. <those> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you for the fluff and for the this and for the that. Thank you very much. I'm still tasting that. Probably going to taste that for the rest of the night. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Another thing we got. Or no, I got. Sorry, this ain't you. This one's me. There's stuff for you, too, eventually. This was uh, a viewer who, I don't know, he is. Yeah, I think he's he's a viewer of my uh, collection videos. And he runs this website called Oh, I Had That. Mm. And uh, he sent me some stickers, but he also... That's a good name. I like that. Oh, yeah. I had that. That's a good one. They produced... Check out these enamel pins. They did a slime pin. Remember the little no. slime buckets? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a, a Frankenstein Chicken McNugget pin he sent me, which was cool. Nice. And he sent me these little uh, blood bites and, and fangs. They're like mini, though. They're like, like mini ones. Right. Um, so just some cool things. He, he saw I did an episode on slime, so he sent me those. So thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, I had you. that. You have to check out their stuff. Thanks for nothing. Yeah, nothing, nothing for you, the little Caddyshack there. Thanks for nothing. Oh, thanks for nothing. <laughs> I don't want to get Maddie Danny. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Which, what did she say? That I used to. Oh. Oh God, that's all, all I, need. I need. Yeah. So another one here. Dear Sean and Chris, first let me just say thank you for all the things you guys do for the horror community. We fans love you guys. In this box, I've made each of you another token of appreciation. 
also for our shared love of the Haunted Mansion and all things horror. This is the guy who made us the little Evil Dead books. Oh. I even attached hooks this time so you guys could hang it anywhere you want. I hope you and your families are well and stay safe. I hope you get this by Halloween. If not, happy Halloween anyway. Keep it rocking, and thanks again, Daniel Caruso. Ah, fuck you. So he sent us each a little mini Haunted Mansion plaque. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, it's to the size. It's, you know, it's a little miniature one. So we each got one. size of your hand. (laughs) It's about the size of your thumb, so. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are awesome. Wow, super cool. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel, and fuck you. Yeah. And we also, Dustin McNeil, each sent us a copy of the new Taking Shape 2. The book? The book. The what? Book that, the Somebody book sent the... us the, the new book? Yeah. Wait. Even after the last episode where you said you had no interest in reading it, you got one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have no interest now. in reading unproduced scripts. Unproduced scripts, unless it's for free. And um, That's awesome. Oh, wow. Thank you. So I'm looking at this for the first time. <laughs> this is so funny. Why? Uh, because this is the first time I've actually looked at this book. And the there's an intro written by Anthony Massey. Hmm. And Anthony Massey was one of the two people, there's three of us, that put on the, the first Halloween convention and did Halloween 25 Years of Terror together. Hmm. And he hates my guts. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, okay, yeah, no, he, he does. He hates my guts. I, I, you know, it's just like a weird jealousy thing. Yeah, he'll, you know, he'll probably say, oh, you know, f you, blah blah blah. But it's, it's just truth. I mean, and I'm just skimming through it here, and he's talking about how he put on the convention and did the documentary. Not one mm. mention of me. Like he mentions oh. the other guy, but and it's so right. typical. Even the pictures he 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 provided. Apparently, if you look at this photo right here. Mm-hmm. He cropped it to cut me out. That's my mm-hmm. hand right there. Uh. <laughs> I think I have the original picture. I'll post it up here so people. Now this is not unusual. Um, we, I ended up having to like sue or potentially sue uh, because they tried to cut me out of the documentary. When I mean cut me out, like just cut me out of any ownership of it or you know working mm-hmm. on it, and. They ended up settling, but I didn't get proper credit. It's a long story, but I, I got paid and still wow. got residuals as long as it was sold. But anyway, he's just a bitter, sad person. And uh, it, it's funny. That I'm surprised I'm surprised they didn't cut my name off. Like, there's a picture of uh, the, the event poster here. Right. And my name is in the credits, like, right there, mm-hmm. you know. As one of the people that put on the show, I'm surprised he didn't somehow Photoshop it out. I mean, that's how bitter he is. That's how petty he is. Like when the documentary came out, I moderated most of the panels. So bonus footage on the on the documentary are the full panels. He purposely pan and scanned me out of the picture. (laughs) So the reason it looks like shit is because he squeezed the frame in order to keep me off of camera but and to my shock didn't replace my voice i'm surprised he you know he's that petty but you know the ultimate fu back to him was the fact that i got my horse hall of grounds episode my first one hosted by me on that same dvd which drove him insane 
But anyway, the part of it that cracks me is, is picturing him at home going through photos or cropping photos or cropping video footage. Like he's just sitting there like this. Fuck that guy. Oh, dude. Crap him. I'm going to pan and scan him out of my life. You're going to read the whole book on the show? No, no, I wanted to. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to point it out because the guy told me he put a little Easter egg in here. Right. Um, right. There's somewhere in there where it's talking about locations and there's like a fake business card of a real estate agent and it says, Horrors Hallowed Realty and Sean Clark on the business card. It was, oh, really? That yeah, was a nice oh. little nod. And oh. anyway, read the oh. book and you'll find it. We're going to read that book and thank you for that book. Yeah, that's very awesome. That's uh, we very also cool. We also got from Mark Todd. This is the most professional letter we've ever received. Like, wow, look at that. It's all yeah. aged. And you got the logo. Like, is it like a pirate's map? Yeah. Like Arg. Map. Arg. Ye, ye who receives this letter. No. Oh, um, look at that. It's a pirate's map. Hey, Colin Murdy hasn't, that we haven't oh. gotten to his question yet. So you okay. Can do the, you, you, that voice is exclusive get, to him. You have to save that for Colin. Yeah. All right. Um, dear thing with two heads, I hope this Halloween mix finds you well. There are some old favorites on here that are always a welcome addition to the season for me. I hope you agree. Thank you for all that you do. Your show came at the perfect time during some very severe challenges, and it has meant a lot to have something awesome to look forward to. Keep up the great work, gentlemen. Happy Halloween, Mark Todd. And what he did is he made each of us a... Halloween mix CD. Wow. And they're, they're both, awesome. they're both the same songs. And, uh, there was some stuff in here. I didn't know a lot of stuff I did know, but I will tell you this on Halloween, when we drove to South Pasadena and Glenn's house, this is what we were listening to. So I've already heard it and I've got yours. I got to give you yours. Awesome. Chris. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you, sir. That's awesome. What's the gentleman's name again? Mark Todd, Mark, to a Mark Todd production, a Mark Todd production. And one last thing, I know you're like, dude, really? All this stuff? No, this is great. I'm, this is, this is, hey, this is, hey, I mean, hey, it's almost like a, if someone were to send me a meat lover's pizza in the mail. Uh, dear Sean and Chris, <laughs> thanks for making all these awesome podcasts. They've been great to listen while working on projects and distracting myself from all the awful in the world right now. Also, Sean, I have not laughed so hard at anything in so long. Like I laughed at that video of you trying to open those Halloween capsules. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch that? No. I, I've gotten so many people contact me telling me how much they love. It's me on Ambien and NyQuil completely out of it. I filmed myself doing a, a video opening the Halloween capsules. Uh -huh. I was going to do like an on-camera review. Oh, I wow. don't recall ever doing it. Oh my God, I gotta see that. Now that interests me. Now that's, now that's quality television. No, it, I, even Dick Warlock contacted me and said <laughs> his favorite video. <laughs> that 18 foot doll remark really got me. A, you have to watch the video to know the remark. A similar thing happened to me a few years ago. I got trapped in a bathroom because I couldn't figure out how to open the door. Anyways, while in quarantine, I decided to learn how to make quilts. These two quilts I've sent you, one for Chris and one for you, are the first two I finished by myself. Piecing, what? Yeah, they are by no means perfect, but I hope you guys will enjoy them anyway and that the motifs aren't too happy for Chris. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Epen, some of the fabric is glow-in-the-dark. So his name is E-P-H-E-N. Is that Ethan? Ethan. Yeah, he did, 
I, I threw away the package, unfortunately, so I don't have his last name, but Ethan, thank you. Ethan, Ethan. That's effing cool. We each got <laughs> one of these. Now, now, check this out. As soon as Nay saw it, she was like, you know, I want that for my, my room. <laughs> Are you going to hold them up? I'm up? Yeah, check. This Are is, you going to? You should take your clothes off and then hold them up. This one side. Here's the other side. It's all different. Wow. How Holy cool crap. That? Holy flurg. That's amazing. Isn't that dope? Yeah. Wow. So you got that's, one too. Wow, that's amazing. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And Thank hey, you, bro, Ethan. I got to tell you, you did a killer job. I mean, this looks like you've been doing it forever. I, I wouldn't know this is your first project. Wow. So, great job. Thank you, Ethan. That was effing cool. So we got a lot of questions, and I'm going to start with this one because it pertains to the questions. Now, these are questions from after Charlie's episode and after PJ's episode. So there's a little mix of Charlie love and PJ love. Got a lot of PJ love. People love PJ. So this guy, Christopher Ark, said, you do understand we can just read the comments ourselves. I don't get the point of just reading comments. Are you just killing time? I come for the interviews, which show up like the last 15 minutes. Kudos. I'm just seriously tired of all these new YouTube channels. Get a new format or something. If I see one more Adam the Woo or Jordan the Lion collab, fuck. Let me read a couple comments after his comment. Sawyer Smoke said, sounds like someone had a shitty day. And our good friend Hungry Wise said, it's not about reading the comments. It's about their responses to the questions. It's about letting the fans know that we have a voice and that we're not insignificant. It's a small gesture that means a lot. It's thinking about other people, which we need to do more of these days. Besides all that, some of the most entertaining moments of the show have sprung from the comments and Sean and Christopher's responses and reactions to them. And then somebody, pa pause, Posey Nicholson said, I couldn't agree more. I think Christopher needs to take a volume and have a lie down. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> um, but anyway, to get back to that. So, yeah, I mean, that's the reason we read the comments. A, we're connecting with you guys. And B, it sparks conversation between us where we talk about different things. Instead of us coming on here and having a whole show planned out, we can read stuff and discuss things that you guys are clearly interested in because you commented on it. Right. And here's the thing, dude, if you don't like this part, it's easy to just scroll up to when you see the guest come on and watch from there. It's not that yeah. difficult to pass all this, yeah. but I do appreciate that you like the parts when we are interviewing guests that you like, since you clearly don't like us. And as far as your comment <laughs> about, if I see one more Adam the Woo or Jordan the Lion collab, I don't know if you're making a reference to that thinking that I'm biting off of what they do because they're film location guys. I don't know Jordan. I've seen a couple of his videos. Adam's a friend and I love what he does. But to be fair, I've been doing it longer than them. I just didn't have a YouTube channel. My, my first official episode was in 2005 on the Halloween 25 Years of Terror documentary. Adam's first video was 2010. And I've been making location videos since 95, you know, on VHS and was selling, you know, some people that even have that old video can tell you how long I've been doing it. So I'm by no means copying anyone. And I'm not saying they're copying me. What's the gentleman's name? 
Christopher Arch. Well, that's why that's what that comment with the with the have a Xanax and the lie down. That person is telling Christopher, the guy who's up. Oh, about that, that to Christopher. Have a yes. yes. Okay. Uh, okay. I took. I didn't read that correctly. I understand. It's not for you. It's not the content you want. If you want, you can do your own YouTube show or podcast and do exactly what you want. But um, this is kind of what we do until you know. We're gonna try different stuff coming up soon. We have some new things we're gonna try. We're just you know we're get, just getting our sea legs. So if you don't yeah. like it, that's okay. And and you know, look, we also do it. It's kind of like Sean said. So we we do it because the whole point of this was to be hanging out and talking. And because we can't have every one of anybody who would be interested in, in our dumb little show on the show the whole time we try to include you and involve you and talk. So it's as if you're, we're just all hanging out in a room, having a drink or a pizza or something and, and watching a movie. And so that, and we enjoy the feedback and it makes other people feel good and it sparks conversation. And um, so if you don't like it, don't, don't, don't watch it. It's That's only fine. episode 18. <laughs> only 18. <laughs> Brandon Gregory wants to know, have you guys seen this year's invisible man? And if you do, your opinion may change about Universal Monster Remakes because it's absolutely brilliant. Did you see it? I did. So did I. I don't agree that it's absolutely brilliant. No, absolutely not. But I enjoyed it. Yeah. I didn't like the whole suit thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but mm -hmm. whatever. Um, I think Lee Wanell is a great filmmaker, great writer, a great mm -hmm. director, I think. I mean, Upgrade is one of my favorite movies of the last mm -hmm. few years. If you guys haven't seen that, watch that for sure. But and he's doing the he's doing the new Wolfman with Ryan Gosling. Yeah, and I, you know, I have I have high hopes. I just at the end of the day, I wanted to like the Invisible Man more than I did, mm -hmm. and a lot of people seem to like it a lot more than I did. But I liked it more than I thought I would. I was reluctant because I'm, again, I'm such a purist when it comes to that stuff. And, uh, uh, universal stuff, but uh, um, I, I thought they did a good job. I mean, it was like a sleeping with the enemy meets, you know, whatever. But um, and I thought the actress did a fine job. I thought it, it was, was well shot and everything. And and uh, uh, I mean, I was it. I didn't think it was genius, but I, I liked it more than I thought I would. That's what I'll say. That. Mm. A retro syntax era has a comment, basically, or a statement, if you will. Originality is dead nowadays because of corporate control takeover, which is Ooh, why this is going good. All right, let's hear the. Okay, let me turn the volume up for this one because corporate. It's because the corporations see they get all corporationy, and what they do see. Well, he's okay. he's referring to our discussion with Charlie about there's no original stuff anymore, and right, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is why I like <laughs> off the grid outsider art. Most people are brain dead because of either something in the water, radiation in the phones, vitamins removed from the food. Most people don't even have the will to live or fight for anything anymore. The process of soft kill is working nicely for the elites. Nah, that's paranoid. So anyway, he's just our, our boy, he's just here to ch to cap everybody up. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, I can I can see his point and, uh, and 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 get it. I don't know if it's a conspiracy. I wouldn't say it's a conspiracy. I just think. I just think people are, are universally have gotten dumber. Yeah, I agree with that. And and self-centered and dumb and no one wants to be wrong. Yeah. And that yeah. pertains to a lot of topics in our world. Oh. I don't think there's a conspiracy of any kind out there. I just think 
we've just we're just we're just getting dumber. We're not evolving. We're clearly getting dumber. I mean, yes. Idiocracy, the film, is yes. so spot on to where we're at, where we where we're going. Yes. I mean, the fact that this election, not to get political, but the fact that this election was as close as it was, yeah, was really sad. Yeah, yeah. So it's disgusting. But, yeah, but um, but that but uh, politics aside, there's so many things that disgust me mm-hmm. uh, about this. I mean, crying out loud, I'm in therapy about it, <laughs> and it's and it has nothing to do with my childhood or anything like that. It has everything to do with the way the world runs, and I have such a hard time with it. But I'm a disappointed optimist. Here I am. I have a little bit of hope. Uh, around around the fur, Bre- Breton said hello, gentlemen. Since Devil's Night is upon us, can you both remember your most vivid or best memory from trick or treating as a youngin? Mischievous acts of stupidity as a teen on Halloween will do. Hope you are both well and have a great Halloween. I definitely have a one particular vivid Halloween memory. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I do. I have a couple. I have a lot. Well, let's just share share the best. I mean, for me, um, I just, I, I mean, I have a lot as well. I mean, because I loved Halloween. But there was, I remember trick-or-treating when I was, I think, seven. And a particular neighborhood that was just super decked out, scary stuff. Like stuff that, to this day, I remember which house it was and, and how terrified I was and and I also remember I was wearing a Gene Simmons Collegeville Halloween costume and I had to pee really bad. And you know, those don't have zippers in the front. You literally have to have it taken off and pull it down. And I pissed my pants. I remember, I, I, I remember how sad I was that I pissed my pants on Halloween, but still a great night. And that didn't ruin it. I was just a little wet. Wow. That's, yeah. that's amazing. That's a good story. Did you, did, did you cry? Probably. Probably. Yeah. I just wanted to hear you say that. <laughs> um, I, I, memories, memories of Halloween. Um, I have a memory. It, I guess it's a good memory. It's a bad memory, but a good memory at the same time when I was young. I was a, I was big for a kid. And so I, I didn't really fit into a lot of cost, the, the costumes. I heard you were husky. <laughs> I was husky. I, I heard you were slightly mongoloid. They, they didn't have a... They didn't have a husky costume department. I used to have to make my own and shit like that, hence why I do for a living. So um, it all worked out. Me and my friend were trick-or-treating, and his little brother, who's who's a few years younger, came up to us. Is that your little brother? Is that your little brother? Looking good. Looking really good. His little brother came running up to us and was crying, 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 crying. Apparently some high school kids mugged him for all his candy. Like the kid walked around for miles, had a big giant pillowcase full of candy, and these kids came and stole it from him. Like, just took it and pushed him to the ground. So, of course, I had to find out who that was. And I had my, you know, crazy makeup. I can't remember what I was. I think I did a self-made wolfman makeup, <laughs> literally. Um, so then uh, I, we, me and my buddy tracked those kids down and got his candy back. How old were you? Tracked him down. I was 12, I think, maybe 11. But you were like the size of a like i was i was i was like almost six foot when i was 11. <laughs> I, I i grew really up. so I, I we we tracked those kids down and 
took care of business. Did you beat them up or did you just take the stuff yeah, back? I'm not a bully, but I don't, I'm a bully killer. I don't like bullies. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I won't, you know, we, we got his candy, got the kids candy back. The kid was very happy. And we, and he, and we all went back to my buddy's house and we shared all our candy, including the candy we got his back. So it ended up being a nice night. And we ended up watching, I think, Halloween, which was on HBO or something like that at that time. Have you ever watched uh, Kenny and Company? I'm sure you've seen it, right? No. You've never seen the Don Coscarelli movie Kenny and Company? Mm-mm. Oh. You need to watch, <laughs> dude, you need to see Kenny and Company because it, okay. it is a snapshot of our childhood uh, mm. on uh, Halloween. It's, uh, there, there's a Halloween portion of the film. It's, dude, it, you need to see it. Oh, you'll, okay. You'll I'll love check it. it out. You'll when love I'm it. done with 30 Rock, I'll watch that. Charles Jefferson and Little Brother. All right. Um, little Brother. Steve Way. Wind and Fire. <laughs> I'll then I'll call you when they uh, get around, okay? Uh, Steve Wade, this is such a great podcast, and I think the world is a better place when a new episode is uploaded. Although I wish this never happens to you, I'm often asked this question with my own collectibles. What prized possession would you take with you if your house was burning down? I hope for Chris's sake that you don't grab your talcum powder stash, Sean. Godspeed, <laughs> gentlemen. Do you have a collectible that if your house was something that you would grab after you got your cats and okay, so collect. take out the cats and the girl. everybody's oh. safe. You still got a chance to run in and get something. I don't get that attached to things. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I don't get attached to things. I don't know why. I'm just not built that way. I'm. I'm always. You know. Uh, so I don't get attached to material things. Well, it's really. good to know that if that I, mask was. So just to go I, missing, you wouldn't care. Don't say that. <laughs> Someone's going to come to my house now. Um, I'm talking about next time I'm at your house. But anyway, I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm moving now. I'm moving. I would probably say probably some masks or some 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 my makeup kit. Yeah, I, 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 my, that's not a collectible. Um, well, it is to somebody. I'd say I'd grab my makeup kit first. I'd be like, uh, and yeah, probably I mean, some, maybe some of this shit, some of the shit I have elsewhere. Yeah, I don't know. Mine, I'm sorry, I'm being vague. And I think, I think the reason people ask is maybe some people saw that I had, we had a big fire right by us and it got scary. It was four miles away. I mean, walked mm-hmm. out my front door and it was smoky and smelt like it was right behind me. I mean, it was bad. Right. Um, I shot some video. We drove, it was only a few blocks away and I shot some video and it was freaky. I thought we could be in trouble, which I Mm -hmm. never thought in this area would be. Um, But then somebody else asked me that and I said, dude, I wouldn't grab anything. I would be on the roof of my house with a hose and I would go (laughs) down with it. (laughs) Because, (laughs) Because... Seriously, man, if I lost all my shit, I would. What's the point of living? I'd just be like, oh, Um, don't say that. True. Cody Yates, another great episode as usual, guys. Ranking the Jaws movies is more about ranking which of the last two is least awful. But it was fun watching the two of you and Charlie talk Jaws regardless. I was wondering if you, if y'all, yes, he's Southern, if y'all have watched any of the recent horror documentaries such as In Search of Darkness or Time Warp. 
If so, what did you think of them? What are your favorite horror documentaries that you didn't help create? I saw uh, In Search of Darkness. I thought it was good. Oh, it was really well done. Time Warp, I've never even heard of. You, Chris? I think I, I, I saw In Search of Darkness. I liked it. It was, it, was, it was good. I mean, it was more of a fluff piece, like celebrating them than getting into them. Yeah. Um, but it was more of a nostalgic kind of thing. Oh, remember that? Remember this? Remember that movie? Which is always nice and fun. Um, I like a little more in-depth information, maybe something I don't know. But uh, Time Warp, I think I, I didn't see it, but I think it's one. It's like, is that the 80s one where it's like, uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Um, I haven't seen that one. Um, as far as favorite horror documentaries, I love the Nightmare on Elm Street one, Never Sleep Again. I think it's yeah. one of the best ones and most comprehensive and interesting um, horror docs, whether you like those films or not, it's a really well-made film and very thorough and talks to everybody and gets really into it all. And I like Nightmare on Elm Street, particularly the first one. I even like the second one. I think it's hilarious. They're fine, but that documentary actually makes it more interesting than the actual films. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm a big fan of that, that, that one. I helped a little bit on that doc, but I, I have not I wasn't in any creative position. So, I, I mean, I agree with you. I've thought that, you know, they're not documentaries, but the that history of horror thing that Eli's been doing has been pretty good. I haven't watched mm. this season, but I saw last season. Mm. Those were really good. Uh, mm. But as far as other documentaries, I, nothing's jumping out at me at the moment. So, um, I remember, I remember um, going to see Terror in the Isles when it, came out in theater thinking that it was a you know and it wasn't <laughs> i remember thinking oh my god they finally did a documentary third about horror movies and then i went i was like this is yeah. not anything like i want it to be yeah and then i cried 410 goodfellow said you're right sean oj is a great actor oh his best performance was in court Pa-dots. Looking forward to PJ Souls. Do you know of any screen-used props or wardrobe floating around from the original Halloween 78? Now, that's interesting. I don't know anybody that owns anything ex- yeah. from the... I guess there's the guy that has the mask that was used in part two, which you know mm-hmm. supposedly was used in part one. I mean, I have Nick Castle's script. Jamie has, I, the, Jamie has the... Jamie has the... Clapper. Um, the only thing I know, and... He has promised it to me when he's ready to part with it. Uh, John Michael. The glasses. He has his glasses. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't heard of anything either. Um, uh, I, I don't think around that time and those people were were thinking that it would become what it became and oh. saved everything. You know, now, now everybody on a movie tries to save every little tiny thing just in case in the future it becomes a classic film. There are some uh, knitting needles that keep popping up as screen used, and they're they're fake. They're not real. They're the guy says that they're rubber, and mm-hmm. I talked to Tommy, and he said they never made rubber ones for the film. It was they were real mm-hmm. ones. He said that at the most they cut one in half for when it stuck in. Nothing really out there. Awoken nightmare said. Question for each of you, Chris: Did you create a '78 clean mask for the original opening of Halloween 2018? That wasn't filmed. I'll go ahead and... Yes. 
Sean, who was the stunt person you suggested to Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan to play the shape in the unmade Halloween Returns. That was Doug Tate. So there you go. Quick and easy. Uh, it's all for you, Demon. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Great episode. The joy on Christopher's face when he gets to say, Colin Murdy brings happiness to my day. That is a man truly enjoying life. You guys are seriously the best. Thank you for these. Now to the ranking. I totally agree with you on your rank, but I have a huge soft spot for Jaws 3. It's so cheesy. It's fun. I grew up with an overzealous religious mom, so I couldn't go see scary R-rated movies in the theater, but I totally remember when Jaws 3 was playing at Metro North in Kansas City. I found a pair of 3D glasses someone had left behind in the sit-down turbo arcade game at the arcade (laughs) across from the theater. So I slipped the glasses in my pocket and took them to school so I could look like I had seen the movie. That's an awesome story. That is a good story. found them in a turbo. That is a good story. That's great. Just a nerd trying to fit in, I guess. Anyway, it felt full circle when I was finally able to buy the Blu-ray and enjoy it. Nostalgia-wise, I may have to rank Jaws 3 at rank 2, but only for nostalgia. Loved hearing Charlie's thoughts, and I'm totally looking forward to diving into The Last Shark now. Thank you. P.S. I totally stood and applauded you guys when you broke into your so grateful we grew up when we did topic. For all the ease the internet has brought us, it has really effed up a lot of fun. I miss the old days, but I'm thankful we have wonderful podcasts like this to relive the glory of youth. Take care. Well said. Very well said. That Yeah, Jaws 3 is the pop rocks of the Jaws of the Jaws movies. It's yeah. the pop rocks. Um, but that's very well said. Yeah, I'm super thankful that we grew up. I grew up when I did. I And I try to remember that when I get super bummed out. I'm like, yeah, but you know what? I had a good run. It was a good time. I mean, come on. Yeah. 70s and, you know, I mean, come on. 80s. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, Brian Cupco. Good sirs. Greetings from Wilmington, North Carolina. Again, it's Brian Cupcake Cupco. Chris. Cupcake. Chris, that has always been my nickname, so I'm honored you called you called, Sir Chris. What is the best mask latex to use for longevity? I use RD four oh seven from Monster Makers. Also, what clay do you prefer, oil or water based, or the Monster Makers wax based? I used oil on my Freddy Part One sculpt, Sir Clark. Please tell us the history of your Michael Myers mask that you were selling like twenty years ago. I bought number forty and still have it. At the time, it was the most accurate-looking mask, but it was way too small. Cheers, BK. Latex. I don't know. It depends what what you, that the what he mentioned. The RD is the the four hundred seven. That's the shit. Four hundred seven. I mean, if you can yeah. get really good four hundred seven, you want the stuff that's not thinned down with water or ammonia, too much ammonia, because then it just it ages too quick and brittle and hard and stuff. But as far as clay, I use Chavant a lot, the gray stuff, which used to be like the number three oil-based clay prefer. But if you're doing something super quick, bashing something out, use wed clay. Here's the shit that I use. It's awesome. Monument. Monument hard from Chavant. It's good stuff. Check it out. Get some of that. It's great. It's good stuff. Get that. As far as the history of my Myers mask, I I literally found a Shatner at a toy show in Pasadena. Bought it. My buddy Darren Roberts said we should mold that because he wanted a copy. So we did. Then made a copy. And then I said, wow, other people would probably want one of these too. 
So I put a little ad in the back of Fangoria magazine and the classifieds and boom, that's how it started. Bam. Kyle Morris said, great job, guys. I saw Anthrax in 97 with Pantera and Cold Chamber in Idaho. Cold Chamber would open the show with the Halloween theme song and being a teenager at the time, my enthusiasm grew for what was to come. Such a great show. I also had the chance to work with Scott Ian on a show called Blood and Guts in L.A., the Anthrax guys are always nice, and it's fun to hear about some of my favorite musicians, most loved and most hated films. Keep up the great work. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, I, my old band, Malfunction, used to play with Cold Chamber quite a bit. Remember, we played with them New Year's Eve at the Whiskey A Go Go once. Mm. A famous, famous show for us because it was the night our singer quit on stage right before our last song. He announced, <laughs> this is our last song and this is my last song in malfunction. <laughs> yeah. We were like, what, <laughs> what did he just say? <laughs> it was uh, yeah. Wish I had that on tape, but he ended up coming back, but that that's classic Frankie Perez. Um, Melted seven says question for both of you guys. What's the next tattoo design you guys have planned for yourselves? I mean, if you're getting any more tattoos, that is. I haven't gotten a tattoo in a long-ass time. It's been mm. a lot. I mean, what I need to do next is go get touch-up work done on, mm. on my current stuff. Mm. Um, but I've considered finishing this. And the idea I had was this is my, this is Twilight Zone, my favorite TV show. Clockwork Orange, Half Sleeve, favorite movie. And this was going to be my favorite album which was going to be Pink Floyd the Wall with images from the movie and the artwork. Ooh, that's a lot. Yeah. Ooh. No Halloween um, tattoos. Everybody's like, are you going to get a Halloween tattoo? I'm like, nah, only nerds get Halloween tattoos. <laughs> it's one of those things, though. Don't you – I mean, I have to ask you this. Don't what? you feel a little weird sometimes having those around the people from those movies that kind of – like? I do. Yeah. I, I get a little like I, I remember one time I was at dinner with Doug Bradley at a mm -hmm. Red Lobster in mm -hmm. Indianapolis. And I have a only the best for Sean, everybody. I have only a really bad best. tattoo of Pinhead on my calf. And I had my I always have shorts on. And here it is. Right. And I have my legs crossed like this. We're sitting. And he looked at your leg and he went, oh, no, like, is that your cat? No, this this is exactly what he said. He goes. Sean, I did not know I resided upon your leg. Which I then kind of just went. Oh, I just you should felt, be proud. I, I, I just felt, you know, here the guy's my friend now. Mm. And I just felt that just kind of made it not, made me not as cool. I don't, I don't, I don't, well, I mean. I, I don't have to. I don't have to worry about bumping into Rod Serling anytime soon. So I don't. I don't have anything on me that of anybody I would bump into. I mean, other than my Halloween one, but the, I got that because that's my Halloween. That's James Jude Courtney on your that's arm. That's James Jude Courtney on my arm. Technically, he's on my guns. Yep, he's on my guns. I'm loading <laughs> your guns, bro. Um, I don't. I wouldn't run into anybody. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing. I'm gonna do a whole Blade Runner thing. Mm. Ooh. With Rector Howard and the whole, almost kind of like the poster, the Drew Struzan poster, I think. I might get that whole thing. Um, and uh, I'm going to get a Wolfman, a universal Lon Chaney Jr. Wolfman right there to fill that in. But, you know, screeching at the moon and stuff. Um, 
I have, yeah, Screech? I'm getting tons more. I don't remember him screeching. He screeches, and then I'm going to get a van, this Van Halen thing right here, which is going to be awesome because, yeah. Yeah. I'm face just, tattoos. Yeah, are, I'm actually getting a Van Halen face tattoo as well. I'm getting the Frankenstein guitar design on my of face. Of the whole thing. Yeah, that's a yeah. good idea. Yeah, red and black stripe, white stripes. Yeah. That'll yeah. photograph well. Dude, I'll, I'll look great on this show. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it more for the show. TCE author said, question for Sir Christopher. A threefold question. Ooh. Have you ever directed? Would you like to direct? And if so, what genre? Excellent episode as always, guys. Thank you so much for doing this. I don't know wow. why I made him British, but I decided to go British. I don't know either. It's because it, so, it, was, it, was, it, was it was so proper and well-written. Yeah. I have directed. I directed a short film um, that uh, never got finished. Um, does that really a, count? It was a, no, it doesn't. But <laughs> I direct. I finished directing it. I won't go into the reasons why it didn't. It was a western, and it was very cool. It was going to be super cool. Um, uh, and I would love to direct. Are you kidding me? Hell yeah! I'm, I I think about it all the time. I think I would actually do a good job at it. And um, I've directed a couple second unit things like effects gags and things like that for some films that I've done. But I would love to direct and I still consider doing it. I might be getting a little long in the tooth, but uh, I'd still like to do it. And I would do any genre. I don't care. Just a, something cool. Doesn't have to be horror. So. I have a great answer, but he didn't ask me. Um, the Vipers Hex <laughs> official channel Hey, blokes, another great episode. You guys are smashing it. Chris, cool to hear you're coming to Australia. If you are in Melbourne and need a good place to drink, hit me up. Question Ooh. is for both of you. What are some of your favorite Australian films, horror or not? Keen to hear your thoughts. Cheers. Oh, 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 Australia. There's a great documentary about Australian films, uh, Australian like exploitation films. Yeah, so just watch that. Don't really watch the movies. Watch that. Watch don't that. watch the movies. Yeah. Um, well, you know, all the Mad Max movies. Well, not all the Mad Max. First two Mad Max movies and Razorback. Birds of Best. Um, is awesome. Uh, the some of uh, some of our some of our fears, some of all fears. The the original version of the Sorcerers, an Australian film. It's an excellent film. Um, and I could go on and on. I mean, come on. Uh, I, uh, I just watched a recent Australian film about an outlaw. I can't remember what the name of it is. Joseph Wales? It was really good. No, no, no. It, it, was, it was really good. He's this crazy guy, family, and he ends up... Wolf Creek? <laughs> no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google it. Anyway. Uh, you Google it. I'll I'm tell you Google it. All right, go ahead. Uh, my favorite Australian horror film hands down is the loved ones mm. have you ever seen the loved ones no brilliant film i think i told i talked about this in a previous episode i said it was like a cross between pretty and pink meets text chainsaw massacre and you oh, go right oh i'm gonna watch that and then of course you didn't because you say that about everything You're i do and then i don't liar what you are fucking liar Actually, I just started watching an Australian film Glenn Hetrick suggested to me while he was rather drunk at his Halloween party. He's mm -hmm. telling me about a movie called Lake Mongo, which I started, and it was so boring, I stopped watching it. I will finish it just for the hell of it, but I think Glenn, and Glenn even admitted this when he was telling me about it, that he liked the idea of it a lot more than the execution of, of it. It's like a fake documentary about 
this girl who dies and then starts showing up in people's photographs. Oh. Uh, so, anyway. Okay. While you're Googling that, I'll talk about this new Blu-ray I received the other day. I ordered online from, from Arrow, the last Starfighter special oh, edition Blu-ray. That's a good one. Arrow. Anyway. That's a ahead. good one. There's an Australian documentary, a film about Australian films. It's a documentary. It's called Not Quite Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Definitely check that out. It's fantastic. This wasn't the movie I was thinking of, but it's a different movie that's Australian that I love called Animal Kingdom with Joel Egerton. Fantastic movie about a crime family. Is that uh, what the series is based on? It is. Oh, I didn't know. But this is movie. this is yeah. This is the movie though that sp- that spawned it. So oh. good. Um, I could go on and on. I love Australian films. What's the outlaw thing? I I have to keep looking. It'll take me a while. You want me to keep looking? You can't just leave us hanging like that. I, I know. I uh, know. All right. Uh, uh, Johnny Edwards said, "What was the funniest and most dangerous special effects fails?" you have ever seen working on a movie set the funniest it's always funny when you're doing a blood gag and you get the camera guys that's always that's always the goal or at least it was for me or for us on because they hate it and they're always putting plastic or they're like how much blood's coming out of this and you're like oh it's pretty there's gonna be a lot of blood and they're like you sure because most of the time these don't work and you're like no it's gonna work they're like well what's and then and then they get smart after you get them a couple times they go, what's the pressure on that? And you go, oh, it's about, oh, it's about 100 PSI on this one. And then, then they get out the plastic. But if they go, what's the pressure on that? And you go, oh, it's about 30. Then they know that they're, they're okay. So that's pretty funny, playing with the camera guys, blood-wise. Dangerous? I don't know. It's, it's always dangerous. It used to be dangerous when we used to put pyro and stuff to blow it up. Like when you would explode a head, you'd put primer cord in there and the special effects were boom and you have to, everyone has to stand back and stuff. So there's a ton of stuff. I don't know. Could go on and on. There you go. Beer the Juggalo says, hey, Christopher and Sean, I'm hoping that you guys remember the black box at Movie Land Wax Museum. Everyone thinks I made it up. I'm telling tales of how scary it was. I remember walking through the Halloween scene and the alien scene. It was the earliest memory I have of scare actors. I'd love to hear any info or stories on it. If anybody has any memorabilia on it, I think that would be you, Sean. Anyway, thanks for the great content as always. P.S. Would love to see Slash or Glenn Danzig on the show and maybe rate the Universal Monster movies. Huh. Um, do you know what he's talking about? The Black Box? Nope, I don't. I- absolutely do because the black box is something me and my friends have been talking about forever because i grew up right down the street from movie land so i lived right there when the black black box was there it's a crazy because there is nothing out there video wise i don't i don't think there's anything out there on the black box i mean there's some i've seen artwork like from the advertisements but mm-hmm. it's almost like the guy says, like a folklore thing. And Dan Roebuck was doing a, a documentary on Movie Land Wax Museum. And I actually helped him one day when he was filming there after the Wax Museum closed and they had taken all the figures out. We were doing some filming in there, which was very eerie to be in there all empty with just sets. It was strange, but kind of cool at the same time. I took a few pictures like hey, I took a picture standing in the Superman spot, you know, and uh, some goofy shit. Um, But anyway, he never finished it. And I asked him about it recently because, dude, it was like 2000. 
12, maybe right. even early, earlier than that, maybe. I have to look back, maybe like 2008. It's been a long-ass time. Hmm. It's right, it right after, I mean, literally when they closed doors. I can't remember what year that was. Um, but I asked him, I said, what happened to that documentary? And he said, you know, he got discouraged because he wanted to focus heavily. He wanted to have a section focused heavily on the black box, and he couldn't find anything on it. And he hmm. said, if I can't do something on the black box, I just don't feel like it'll be a complete documentary. So hmm. I I don't know, you know, but I'm hoping he still does something with it just because I think it'd be cool to have a documentary just about Movie Land Wax Museum. But I wish I had something from it, but I don't. Uh, Kelly hmm. Griffin said, I am also a 50-year-old man who saw Jaws in 1975 when he was five years old. And all the others, when they came out in theaters, I have to agree with Chris's order. 3D is way better than Revenge. You're wrong. 3D is a, even a very loose remake of Revenge of the Creature, which I never really <laughs> thought of. That's that's true. It is kind of like a, a ripoff of Revenge of the Creature. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and seeing it in 3D was amazing in the theater I saw it in. I find Revenge so boring. 3D is way more entertaining. Talking about if the sharks are related... According to the novelization of Jaws 2, the shark was the female mate of the shark in the first movie, and she's pregnant. She has pups shortly after before she is killed, setting up a possible sequel. The novelization <laughs> is also based on the original screenplay for Jaws 2, and it has a bunch of differences. A few more fun Jaws rip-offs rip are Grizzly, Alligator, and The Car. I'm done rambling about my favorite movie and its sequels. Thanks, guys. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. I figure I got the movie. And? I don't know if it's actually an Australian movie. It uh, might be. But I think it's, like, it's called The History of the Kelly Gang. Okay. It's really good. Anyway. Craig Phillips yeah. said, Jaws episode was awesome. One of my favorite movies. Funny thing is a friend of mine from high school married the granddaughter of Chrissy from the opening scene. I told her to tell her grandmother because of her, my daughter will never go skinny dipping in the ocean. And oddly enough, Chrissy, Susan Backlinney is one of my clients. Lee Fusion Robinson said, hey, FFs dudes. What? Hey, FFs dudes? FFs. I'll just skip the FFs. I'm hey, going to say fucking fantastic dudes. That's what he's saying. Hey, dudes. I went, I went, watch Depp left. I there's some grammar issues here. I went watched Def Leppard last year. Pure amazed and best egg I've been to in a long time. What an amazing show they put on! And oh, ACDC new album. So I heard ACDC has a new album coming out. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I saw Def Leppard in '83 on the Pyromania tour, and they were awesome. And I had tickets to see them on this big stadium tour that got canceled. I still have those tickets, but now they're postponed to September of next year. I saw uh, that Flippard back in the day, Pyromania. That was the, after Pyromania, I was, I was kind of over Def Leppard. I didn't like Hysteria. That was for, to me, that was where the, you know, the drunk girls. I appreciate that. You don't like Hysteria? Pour some sugar. Yo, listen to these lyrics. When you make love, do you look in the mirror? Who do you think of? Yeah. Does he look like me? I mean, those those are great lyrics. All right. Uh, E.L. Vetter. Hey, Christopher and Sean. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, Christopher and Sean. Greetings from the Netherlands. Question for you both. 
do you watch any foreign movies? And what is your favorite, or what is one of your favorites, horror or any other genre? Keep it safe during these crazy times. Well, we were just talking about Australian film. True. So, yeah. so yes, we do watch mm-hmm. foreign film. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite foreign film? A favorite foreign film? I do. I like um, let the let the right one in. Oh, that's a good one. It is a good one. That's a good um, one. I like some of the older ones like Battle Royale from you know Japan oh. is a huge one. Yeah. I also like some of the old like Shogun Assassin and stuff like that. A lot of J- Japanese stuff I like. I do. I like foreign films uh, quite a bit. Yeah. I liked uh, that Last Train to Busan I just saw mm-hmm. recently. Yeah, it was really was good. good. I'm a equal opportunity employer when it comes to the, to film. Mm-hmm. You know, don't love reading subtitles, but you know I will. But as you know, Sean doesn't like to read. Mark Durbas said, hey, guys, great topic. Love the Jaws films. Well, some of them. I always compare Jaws 2 to Halloween 2. Both are inferior sequels to classic films. But if you're a fan of the originals, then they both deliver by giving you a little more of what you loved the first time around. I was curious if either one of you knew about the Marge conspiracy regarding Jaws 2. Marge was the character who ends up getting engulfed by the shark after helping Sean to safety atop the upside upside down sailboat. Well, apparently a large group of people who saw it on its network television premiere in Canada, eh, remember a shot from Sean's point of view of Marge inside the shark's mouth screaming and frantically waving her hands. If you remember the scene in the film, it's shot from behind the shark as it rises up from the water to devour her. This footage does not seem to exist, and no one on set, including the director, acknowledges that it was shot. Hmm. That's interesting. I'd love to see that. That is interesting. Yeah. But I know nothing about it. Our good friend, the Everscathed. Another great show. I was wondering how in the hell you guys were going to make a Jaws ranking interesting. But you did. (laughs) <laughs> I love the way Charlie answered questions. He seemed as if he was in such deep thought about the cheesiest parts of the Jaws series. He was. He's, he's a fan. Yeah. He was the same way when I ran into him once at a Mastodon ghost show in Chicago. Super cool, laid-back dude and one hell of a drummer. Everything seemed to be cracking up Chris this week and in turn was cracking me up. I've been <laughs> pulling a bunch of movies out of my collection that I haven't seen in a while and re-watching them leading up to Halloween. I just rewatched The Tripper and the Laid to Rest oh. movies and was totally surprised and happy to see our boy Christopher Nelson in them. Chris, how did you get involved in starring in those films? And do you have any killer memories or stories of being Reagan in The Tripper? Keep up the great job, fellas. Thanks for once again joining my love of movies and music. Cheers and hails. F. Frickenstein, the Everscathed, Chicago. Thank you, Everscathed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Um, fuck. Um, <laughs> that, uh, the Tripper was fun. It was a trip. Uh, it was uh, David Arquette. I had done David Arquette's makeup for a, a pilot or a, a series that he was doing called Dirt Squirrel. <laughs> I don't know if it ever aired, but, but he Great was a name. squirrel. Yeah, it was called Dirt Squirrel. Um, and I did his makeup and, and we got along well and stuff. And, and uh, he had known that I dabbled in acting. So when he was putting the tripper together, I got a call out of nowhere, literally from David and my phone rings and he's like, Hey, Chris, what's up? I'm like, Hey, David. He goes, can you do a Ronald Reagan impression? And I went, what? He goes, can you do a Ronald Reagan impression? I go, yeah. And he goes, do it. 
So I did it over the phone and he goes, all right, great, you're hired. You want to play Ronald Reagan? You're an axe-wielding killer in my movie and we're shooting it up north, Northern California and we start shooting and such and such. And I go, sure, it sounds fun because I had nothing going on so at the time. So I went and got my head cast, K&B and K&B effects group did my makeup um, and uh, went and shot for four weeks up in Northern California, running around killing people in the woods with an ax and a chainsaw, Paul Rubens and Tom Jane and Jason Mews david and uh, were you working at KMB at the time at the time i wasn't no um so uh and went up and had a great time it was super fun <laughs> i remember when they had the premiere of that at the hollywood forever cemetery yeah i was, I was, I was there. there yeah was weren't there. you there in full makeup they yeah i went with david in full makeup That's and right. then and then uh, after I did my photos and all that garbage, I, I ran to the mausoleum. They had a makeup station set up in the mausoleum and removed my makeup so I could hang out for the rest of the night. And uh, it was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. And as far as, what was the other one? Oh, God. Laid to rest. Laid to rest. I, I think, again, uh, Rob, Rob Hall called me, asked if I would be in his movie. It's Laid to Rest too. I hadn't seen the first one. I didn't know anything about it. And he was like, I'll pay you this. And pay was good. And I was like, yeah, sure. Sounds fun. So I played a detective in that and got a, got my head, big something in my head. I don't, can't remember what it is. His big knife, whatever that big knife is that he has. So that was fun. It was like two days of work. Super, yeah, I, I, I always thought, it, I mean, I didn't think the laid to rest films were good by any means, but the, the, the gags, he did some great gags. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, I mean, the, the effects gags, there was some good mm -hmm. stuff in there. Guess who it is? Oh, oh no. Party. Oh no. Oh, it is. Lad, it is. It's our friend Colin McMurdy. <laughs> I like how I put Nick in front of it. <laughs> McMurdy. How, howdy doody, you crazy pair. Hello Love then to you. <laughs> Love the Charlie episode. Such a great drummer and nice guy. I remember buying the Anthrax Among the Living record when I first when it first came out when I was 13. It blew me away. Seen them live a lot of times over the years and in many countries. One of the best shows was in London when they were on the bill with Hawkwind and Motorhead. Seen Lemmy come on stage that night and play Silver Machine with Hawkwind nearly had me in tears. Such a great memory. Question time. Sean. If you could choose an actor to play yourself in a film about your life story, who would it be? Dead or alive? That's so random. Okay, I'm just, I'm just gonna Donald Pleasance. All right, um, Chris, if you could be if if you could be in a band for one day, which band would you choose? It can be an existing band or a defunct one. Now, see that? Why do you get the good question? That's a better question. You me. can answer it. You answer the question. You can ask me. Mm, mm. Go ahead. Don't be like that. Don't no. be like that. No. You could answer. No. You could answer the question if you want to answer it. Answer away. Go and go. What band would it be? Kiss, of Me? course. Kiss. Yeah. You would want to be in Kiss. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Imagine back in back in the day. Even now, that'd be fun. But yeah, anyway, yeah. I would say I would say Kiss is a good one. It's hard to top that. I, I don't know the who. Now With remember, Moon, I, I love that. What you I have to remember, it. though, I think something that you're not taking into account in this question. 
whichever band you have to play in, you actually have to play that shit. So remember, I can play the Who. I learned how to play guitar. With okay, the I can play the Who. I love the Who. So I'm gonna say the Who back in the day when Keith Moon was fucking crazy and Roger Daltrey's fucking swinging it, and I was like, damn, like, you know, that's what I'm talking about when and, it was. And, yeah, John Entwistle, my yeah, God, John's yeah, John's just everybody's amazing. breaking shit and going crazy, and he's just yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, John Freeman. Uh, cool show. Love Charlie, one of the greatest drummers alive. I have a question for both of you. I'm a drummer, and I've been playing for over 25 years, off and on. And I would like to ask the two of you, who are your top three drummers? Mine would be Peter Chris, Robert Sweet, and Dave Lombardo. Now I gotta tell you something. I give you mad props for naming Robert Sweet, who's the drummer striper. Robert mm-hmm. Sweet was a huge influence on me. He's not one of my top three favorite drummers, but absolutely a huge influence on my playing because I was a big and am a big Striper fan. He's a very underrated drummer. Anyway, your th- top three favorite drummers. Keith Moon. Mm-hmm. Stuart Copeland. Mm-hmm. Come on. Don't, don't, don't. What? Come on. What? I'm not going to say Peter Chris. No. The obvious well, one. Neil Peart. Yeah. Jesus I Christ. Mean, well, yeah. I was about to. I was going to get in the car and drive over there. <laughs> so. Yes. I don't know. I love drummers. Taylor Hawkins is amazing. That guy is very underrated. I think. Taylor Hawkins. Number one. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying best drummers. I'm saying favorite. Right. Uh, number one is Tommy Lee, Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was my biggest influence to play drums. And he's a amazing drummer he really is uh obviously neil peart insane um and uh terry bazio is probably i mean that guy mm-hmm. is just mm-hmm. insane mm-hmm. insane i know there's going to be somebody else is going to pop in my head i'm going to regret not saying but those are the three that immediately l666 incubo <laughs> Ooh, so evil don't you remember this one you were laughing your ass off about this name last time and he said the youtube name has no rhyme or reason totally random thought so he wanted to let us know because you were just going what is it you were saying um, it's, a, it's a good one though he said also eric carr hands down best drummer kiss ever had he and Kazi powell are way too underrated so he just wanted to make a, a statement, I guess. I agree. Uh-huh. And Eric Carr was my favorite drummer in Kiss. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. Absolutely. Kazi Powell, I I don't know enough of, of, of his work to have a full opinion. I know he's a good drummer. but mm-hmm. Eric Carr was the fox. Damn straight he was. Speaking Where's, of, speaking of which, Carr, where the hell are all our Kiss character uh, submissions? We've had one entry. Get the good brand. One entry. One entry. And you're not going to get the prize. There's prizes, you guys. Don't you want to have fun? Come up with a kiss makeup for character for crying out loud. Come on. Bring them in. Even if they suck. Even if you don't know how to do it. Even if you don't know how to draw. Come on. Come up with something. Give yeah. us a name. You could describe it. You could write it out. Come on. Flood us. I want to. Come on. This is going to be fun. Yeah. We need some entries here. We're going to make this like a legit thing. And, and trust me, if you don't at least try... Like, if you see, like, if we end up with four entries, 
and we pick one and everybody watching is going, geez, I could have done way better than that. And then you see the badass swag they get for winning. You're going to go, damn, I should have entered. Exactly. Yeah. You're gonna I mean, if you it. come up with something funny, it could win, you know, yeah. a funny one, you know? Yeah. I mean, look in the Kissology book and look at some of the other characters that they were drawing up. Holy crap. You yeah. can do it. Come on, everybody. Let's go. Ken Coakley said, I saw Capricorn 1 at night after seeing Greece, which opened the same day as Jaws 2 in Boston. At the end, when Elliot Gould and James Brolin ran together, I realized something the two have in common. They were both married to Barbara Streisand. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Josh Zateka said, greetings, my good fellows. Love the show. Question. What's your opinion of Brian Usna's film Society and Screaming Mad George's effects in the film? Um, I used to love Society. I rewatched it recently because I was telling Nay about it and I said, oh, this movie's so weird, you're going to dig it. And after rewatching it, I realized how not good it really is. It's like a soap opera with some crazy effects. Mm -hmm. The stuff Screaming Mad does in it is awesome. I mean, th there's some great stuff in there, but it's not a great movie. It, it didn't hold up well, but his effects held up pretty well. Th he I love his work because it's just over the top, you know? Yeah, it's it's screaming mad. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, that was his thing. We would, we would always kind of joke about uh, his stuff. And, and what did we work together on? A couple things where we did Freaked yeah. and also... Was it Necronomicon or was it? You worked on that. Uh, I worked on that too. And then, I don't know, but we used to go, you know, screaming. I, we were, when I was at Steve Johnson's, we were, we were bidding on children, one of the children of the corn movies and uh, one of the two or three, I can't remember. And it turns out Screaming Mad George got it. And we were joking like, well, instead of hand corn cob, you know, and, you know, <laughs> instead of teeth, corn niblets instead of blood cream of corn we used to like make do all these jokes about him because yeah his stuff is, is pretty out there man but you know it's a it's a flavor it's a taste you know all it's, well done my friends and i darren being one of them we used to always we had you know how you have little calls that you make with your friends over the years we had a screaming mad one because there was this one interview we saw with him i forgot <clears> which movie he's talking about but he made these giant cockroaches and he would just go, oh, cockroach, <laughs> cockroach, <laughs> cockroach. And we just go, oh, cockroach. Anyway, my, my impersonation was probably more racist. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm just waiting to hear a gong in the background. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Wolfenstein. Ooh, the doctor. He's back. Warlock was the guy in the cage from the original Jaws, Michael Myers versus Jaws. I did know that. Hmm. I did. He is the guy underwater doubling hmm. his for uh, Dreyfus. Candace Janice said, Sean and Chris, I finally have a question. Sean, what is your favorite movie Chris did special effects on? Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know specifically what Obviously, you did. Obviously, he's a big fan, Candace, so thanks. <laughs> I don't know specifically <laughs> what you did in Freaked, but I love Freaked, and I loved all the, I know there's many hands and, and yeah, that worked on that one, but I mean, I love this, what you've done with, with Halloween, so, you know. Love what I've done with it. Done great work. <laughs> Huge effects. Wait till you see kills. Huge effects. Um, 
Daniel Caruso. Uh, now, I know it feels like he's getting two questions in there, but he sent us a letter. That's why, you know, we were. Uh, that's um, right. As we move through another fantastic show, I am again reminded what absolute gold these interviews you guys do are. I learned so much about PJ that I never knew. She is so sweet and interesting to listen to. I can't wait for her book to come out. Chris, I can't wait for your book to come out when you write it. That will be a bestseller along with Sean's. Thanks a million again, guys, for another lightning strike. So thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Thunder. Just call me Thunder. Gary Sim said, man, PJ is awesome, just like you guys. Wow. Rhyme and Reasoning said, you guys keep hitting it out of the ballpark. We're getting all these nice little, that was a good sound effect. You're welcome. And he said, I recently watched The Boy in the Plastic Bubble. It is very good. Everyone should give it a view. I have not seen that probably since the 80s, but something tells me it probably won't hold up as well, but I, I kind of oh, no. want to. I kind of want It's super see. fun. It's super fun and funny to yeah. watch now. It's so dated. Yeah, it's like, it was made for TV, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was made for TV, and it was, you know, around the time when it totally, every time I see a picture of it or I watch it, it reminds me of Battle of the Network Stars. I don't know if anyone remembers Battle of the Network Stars. Oh, yeah. Dude. Which was, was I, so, you know. I have a couple mm -hmm. Battle of the Network Stars. Are you really? I bought bootleg videos, like VHS, back in the day. I kept them. Can you not get those on DVD or anything like that? Is there nowhere you can find them? I bet you somebody's uploaded them to YouTube. I haven't looked, but I... Oh, God. I, I could sit and watch that. Oh, shit. dude. The people that are on it... Oh. Dude, watching Ed Asner. Yeah. Ed Asner was like a team captain, I think. And I think uh, Robert Conrad was another Robert team Conrad, captain. Robert Conrad, sure. Barbie Benton. Adrian, Adrian Barbeau was in Adrian there. Adrian Barbeau, sure. Uh, oh, it's... Dude, I'll let you... Bar <sighs> Do you still have a VHS player? I don't have a VHS player. No. I'm, I wonder if I transferred it. I'll have to look. But no, it's it's awesome. It's good stuff. Uh, speaking of made-for-TV movies, have you ever seen? It was called Like Normal People. Oh wait, why is that familiar to me? Starred starred Sean Cassidy and Linda Pearl as like they were semi slow slash retarded. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, I do remember this. And they wanted to be a couple. Yes, dude. It is one of the funniest things you, I mean, yes. I know it was, it's supposed to be right, but it, I mean, cause Sean Cassidy back in the day, right. I mean, he was right. the teen idol, good looking, hardy right. boys, pop yeah. singer. And he's playing this, he's, he's talking like, he's like doofy from some scary movie. It just um, reminds me of Tropic Thunder. He was going full retard. He was going. Like he was trying to get. He was trying to get respect acting, and he just went full retard. Oh, <laughs> and Linda Pearl is playing this weird. Like, I remember this one scene. He sees like this Bugs Bunny stuffed animal, and he goes, "It looks like Mr. Bugs Bunny," and she goes, "No, it's Miss Bugs Bunny." Oh, Miss Bugs Bunny. Like that, <laughs> and I—I I just remember I'm just dying, dude. I've watched it so many times. Oh God, I—I'm I gonna have to watch that again. Myers, the vlogger, said, "Dear Sean and PJ Souls, you are great and have a blessed day." <laughs> F you, Chris. Apparently, because yeah, yeah. I guess fuck me. He doesn't want you to have a blessed day. No, uh, that's okay. Because he knows him. 
whatever. Never mind. Yeah, whatever. Uh, just plain old Scott said, hello, Sean and Christopher. Fantastic content, guys. As a content creator myself here on YouTube, I truly appreciate the hard work you guys put into each episode. Well, at least the hard work I put in. Uh, so, thank you. <laughs> I've got a question for Christopher. As a mask collector, I can't help but admire your amazing work behind you. And in most episodes, in this particular episode, what seems to be a lot of sunlight shining down on your masks. With your expertise, <laughs> would you advise collectors to avoid a lot of sunlight on our latex masks? Mostly, like a stupid question. However, I'd appreciate your advice. You guys rock. An answer to your question is very hard work to be Sean's friend. Yeah. <laughs> no, um... Yeah, of course you should. Of course you should not put sunlight on your mask. Yeah. Of course not. Um, I mean, these don't get that much, really. It looks like it kind of coming through there, but it doesn't. This this doesn't get direct sunlight, really. So, but uh, don't worry about my mask. I got my. I, I can always make another one. There you go. Yeah, Dandy Deal said, "Hey guys, I just wanted to throw this out there. Given the fact that Michael Myers goes on a killing spree." being covered in blood from all his victims, including his own, shot multiple times, run over and burnt to a crisp again multiple times. One would think Mikey would develop quite a strong body odor. I mean, he's the best silent killer out there, but so can a rancid, distinct smell, especially an unpleasant one uh, coming from Michael. His victims would not hear him coming, but would definitely smell him approaching and giving them enough time to escape. Anyway, just a crazy thought. Thank you guys for your continued awesomeness and greatness. My best to you, James A-R-N-D-T. Arndt? Arndt. I think you're thinking about it way too much there, James. I can appreciate the whimsical yet obsequious input of that. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I would assume... That, you know, even standing outside stalking occasionally, Michael's in the rain. He's getting a little cleaned off by some water there. Maybe he jumps in a creek. Maybe a doughboy in someone's Maybe backyard. Maybe falls, falls down <laughs> a well into a river. Maybe. So. Again, jumps in a doughboy. <laughs> there you go. Comes out. He's all right. I don't know. Shut up and eat your popcorn. Dodger Rebel said, this is the perfect show. I listen to at night with some fresh pizza and a hazy IPA. Don, thank you so much for what you do for us horror nerds. Christopher, would you guys consider doing a Hammer Horror Films ranking? Like maybe give your top 10 Hammer movies. You guys are the best and hope to meet you guys at a con one day. Sean's not a big fan of a Hammer movie. Yeah, I've I've never seen a Hammer film, actually, all the way through. But... Real quick, did you see that there's a Michael Myers IPA? No. Uh, it's I, it's weird. It's got like the logo from the first Halloween, but it's spelled Myers M E Y E R S. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if it's it's probably unofficial. I'm sure. Uh, 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 my buddy Charles, uh, who's a, I believe is a listener as well, he's sending me a four pack of them. So I can't wait to get them. Uh, yeah. But I think it's called The Night the Hops Come Home or something, or Came Home or something. Anyway. Is that like the blackest coffee? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The um, Devil's Coffee. The Devil's Coffee. Oh, interesting. Um, I would rate Hammer, but um, Sean doesn't want to watch that. I have to sit through fucking five screen movies or four screen movies, but he can't sit through well, three here's fucking the thing. Hammer movies. I don't know. Our guess, I have to rate these, yep. these you know, Jaws. 
our guests have been picking the films we rank. So if we get a guest who's worthy that, you know, if Rob Zombie came on and said, I want to rank the, the Hammer films, I will sit through all of them. All right. So I'll do the homework. Okay. And it doesn't just have to be Rob Zombie. It could be Kurt Hammett. It could be, you know, who, you know, Steve Banger, the Banger, the Bingster. The Bingster. Also, Sean. I don't know why he started with also Sean, but he did. Uh, let's just <laughs> let's just go. Sean, I know you're a busy man, but is there a chance of seeing Horrors Hollowed Grounds thrashing in 2021? Hey, guys, I hope your Halloween was good. I'm such a fan of yours. Thanks for all the great content. I'm going to get to that Hollywood's hollow ground of thrashing. Just so you know, I'm in the process of doing about six different horrors and Hollywood hollow ground episodes right now. I've been doing little bits. I mean, I did a couple things this week. I'm just piecing them together. I'm doing them by myself. I'm not doing them with my normal crew. So they're going to be, you know, a little more amateurish, I guess, because it's going to be me and an iPhone. But you know, people seem to dig the content, so I'm doing them. It's just uh, I'm not spending a whole day filming with my guys. So, But they're coming. They're coming. And, yes, our Halloween was good, as we covered yes. earlier. Boogeyman Ben. He's a man with the boogies. That's it? That's all you guys are the man That's with it. the boogies? That's all I got. Yeah. All right. Um, I absolutely adore PJ Souls. If I had the honor of meeting her at a comic book convention... No, let me let me try that again. I had the honor of meeting her at comic book convention back in 2016. She was an absolute sweetheart. She is the first and only cast member I have ever met from John Carpenter's Halloween. I loved hearing all her stories in the episode. I would definitely buy her book. I hope you both had a great Halloween. Best always. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Mr. Boogeyman. Yeah. Jordan Moran said, another great one. PJ was really cool guest. I'm guessing this was filmed pre-release of New Halloween Kills trailer. The glimpse of the burnt mask at the end looks kick-ass. Yes, uh, the trailer hadn't dropped yet when we no. when we interviewed PJ. Did no. you know it was coming? Uh, I mean, I know I, it was a rumor. I didn't know it was coming. I had a feeling they were going to give us a little bit of a treat on Halloween. I didn't know. I was just, I thought it was actually going to be the poster. But we got that, and it was cool. And we got that book. David Gordon Green did that children's book of Halloween, which I really liked. I thought it was cool. I enjoyed that. Because I have one he made for me as a gift. It's really cool. It's really well done. Very cute. Of Very what? Fun. Of Halloween. Children, oh, so the, the, the gift he gave you is the book that's coming out, pretty much? Yeah, yeah. So you had something rare. Thanks a lot, David, for ruining his collectible. Um, let's see. Sawyer Smoke said, Another great episode to get me through the day, guys. Hope you both had an awesome Halloween. Question for Sean. Now that the second Halloween Kills trailer has dropped, what do you think about Chris's work on the burnt mask? And for Chris, are you as excited for everybody to see Kills as you were for the 2018, or are you looking forward to Kills even more? I had already seen The Mask, so, you know, and I saw it in person. I was on set, so uh, I've always liked it. So seeing it in quick glimpses in a trailer and kind of dark setting didn't change my opinion of The Mask because <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah, I'm ex am I excited for people to see Are you more Halloween excited for people to see Halloween Kills than 2018? Are you more excited? Oh, I'm, I'd say the same. I'm very excited. I'm, it's even even excitement. I was damn excited for 2018. I'm 
super excited for people to see kills because there's a lot more of my work in it actually that you see so i'm excited for people to see some some stuff we did it's yeah i'm yes i'm i would say i'm more excited for people to see some of this stuff because it's some pretty spectacular i think it's pretty pretty some good treats coming you guys are gonna love it Jessica J said, love the episode. PJ Souls is probably the nicest person I've ever met at a convention. That's it. I'm, I'm sure she appreciates it. You get a lot of PJ love here. A lot of PJ love. Jacob Bassett said, hello, Chris and Sean. Thanks for making such an awesome and enjoyable podcast. I get excited whenever a new episode is posted. On Halloween, I went car shopping, and I saw that on my way there, I would be passing through Pasadena. So I grabbed my Myers costume and went to some locations for pictures. I had been to the Myers house before, but I did not realize that the department store was across the street until I watched your HHG video on Halloween again. I think he means the hardware store. Um, also, do you know when we'll get a full reveal of the Halloween Kills mask? The teaser looked awesome, but I'd like to see the mask in more direct light. Again, thank you for <laughs> the great work. Okay, that's why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop in a still uh, that I shot on set here. It's going to right here it goes right here and, oh it's, it's not working for some reason well any idea when you're gonna here you know, i'll hold it up you that's i'm gonna i'm gonna reveal it right now i'm gonna hold it up okay i've had enough of this shit honestly i'm sick of it we've seen it we've actually have seen it in the trailer and there's no reason why we can't show it yeah i'm sick it. of people asking i'm sick of people talking Do about it. it no offense here we go ready Boom! <laughs> Psych. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I like how you high-fived yourself. That was great. <laughs> Ian Rapash said, Happy Halloween, gentlemen. Hope it was a good one. I got to meet Tom Savini and Sandy Johnson at Monster Mania 2020 at the Mahoning Drive-In in the Poconos in PA this Halloween night. It was socially distanced, Ooh. and it worked out well, it seemed. The best way to spend the holiday. The drive-in played H78 and H3. And it was 30 degrees once the sun went down, but it was worth it. Anyways, keep up the great work. Mad respect. All right. Sounds fun. Um, what's Tom Savini's connection to either of those movies? Uh, none. Maybe, they're, maybe they were showing one of his movies on another screen. I don't know. Probably were. Luke Swigart. Hey guys, thanks for the help on busting my friend's balls. My friend is Cliff, who thinks Shawshank Redemption is overrated. My question, <laughs> how do you guys deal with having radically different opinions on certain things, whether it be in a movie or music, and can you give us an example? Much appreciated. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, friends disagree on things. I mean, that we're human beings. That's, you know, being adults, you can disagree on, you know, we had our little spat about smoking. Doesn't mean I don't like Chris. Doesn't mean I won't hang out with him. He's my friend. Yeah. And I, yeah. you know, it's, there's, there's no, we're not going to blows, <laughs> you know? No, it's called, it's just called being adults and people yeah. have different tastes and different likes. And as, as long as you know that the other person is just wrong. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, Chris um, puts up with what a dick boom. I am, right? <laughs> I mean, you, you put up with what a dick I am constantly. So I do constantly. Yeah. I told we answered that question earlier. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's difficult. No. Do uh, you do it like adults? I don't know. People have different tastes and different likes. I think you just try to focus on the things that you do have in common. Mm -hmm. It's a relationship. You bend. You compromise. 
How many of the, how many spoonfuls of that have you had? That's two. Jesus. That's good though. My, no, mine, I like it. I can't even get it off the spoon. It's it just, it's, this is a new, you know what? You may have to burn the spoon. <laughs> I might use this as an adhesive. You're going to come out and find your next creation. There's going to be ants all over it. <laughs> Fluff glue. Fluff glue. Fluff prosthetic glue. Cliff Harris said, to be fair, I like the Shawshank Redemption, but I still think it's overrated, and I've seen it three times. For what it's worth, Chris, I definitely think it should have won Best Picture that year over Forrest Gump. Sean, what are your thoughts on Shawshank, and do you think it's overrated, or is it worthy of that number one spot on IMDb? As always, thanks again to both of you for making these videos. Now, I didn't know it's number one on IMDb. Is it? Rated number one? I, I, didn't, I didn't know. I don't know. I, I well, clearly you agree with that, though. I mean, you love it. Um, I love it. That doesn't mean it's the best film in, in history. I never claimed it's uh, the best movie ever made. It's All definitely is, better than Forrest Gump. Yeah. Um, Don't you agree? It's definitely better than Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. I think it's better than Forrest Gump, for sure. Yeah, I, I like Forrest Gump, but um, uh, but Shawshank, absolutely, I think is way better than Forrest Gump. I'm a fan. I love Shawshank. So, yeah. I'm in agreement with Chris. It's a great film. Cameron Custer said, Killer show as always, guys. I know it's off subject, but how about them dolphins, Sean? Fellow Finns fan here. How do you feel about Flores deciding to go with Tua over Fitzpatrick? I'm personally excited to see what the kids got, and I really hope he's the future of the franchise. Finns up. Owen, how about that defense? Um, I know that Chris just checked out. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes, I'm excited to see what Tua has. Uh, he played okay his first game, but the defense and special teams crushed it. So, yeah, I'm excited. Christian Healy said, totally loved this episode and didn't know about the inside of the Nightmare on Elm Street house being the same house in Halloween. That was a cool bit of information, as I love hearing trivia on horror movies. I would love to see interviews with Bill Mosley, Bruce Campbell, Brad Dorif, Fiona Dorif, Tony Todd, Michael Berryman, but I'm enjoying all these episodes so far and listening to the banter you both have together. These podcasts have... Oh, it's because he... Take four. Grammar's wrong. These oh, it's his fault. It is. Well, hers, Christina. These podcasts has made this year... No. These <laughs> podcasts have made this year a tiny bit better, so thank you both. Love from Ireland. Maybe they, maybe they say has made instead of have made in Ireland. Maybe uh -huh. Christine, that's her name? Christina Healy. Thank you, Christina Healy. Thank you. I don't, that's not even remotely Irish. No. That's still, I keep going back to the Scottish thing. I'm yeah. sorry, it's no offense. It's just easier for me. Yeah, Sean Sizemore said, you mentioned Nick Castle was texting you during podcast 17. I'm sure you have a lot of people's numbers in your contact list. I was just curious, do you have them under their names or do you have any nicknames for certain people or use their fictional character names from movies for them? Also, do you ever get starstruck hanging out with anyone or does it ever seem surreal that you get to interact with some of the people you do? Thanks. Sean Sizemore from Ohio. P.S. I'm no relation to Tom Sizemore. LOL. I put their real names on my phone. The one thing I do do is I have, for certain people, I have particular ringtones. So... If 
if uh, Nick Castle calls me, it's the Halloween theme. Um, if Tom Atkins calls me, it's the Silver Shamrock, you know, three more days of the Halloween, that one. Um, that kind of thing. I do that. Uh, that's about as nerdy as I get with that. I rarely get starstruck, but yeah, there is times where I kind of sit back and look around and go, wow, how did I get here? This is this is a trip. That happens a lot. Um, you don't have nicknames for them. You don't like... like Tricky Nick. Like, like Poopy. <laughs> Like call them poopy or uh, just you. I don't think I only you. Yeah, that's it. Ghoulish expedition said I would love to come on and ask a question. Okay, you just did sort of. <laughs> no, you just made a statement. Bobby Hall said, "Love the PJ Souls interview. Such a nice person with lots of interesting and entertaining stories." Christopher, I have a Kill Bill question for you. Hmm. When David Carradine and Uma Thurman are talking about you and Carradine says, I like his hair, was that a line always in the script or did Tarantino look at you and say, this guy has cool hair? I got to mention it in the script. Also, would it be possible to have Tony Todd or Don Coscarelli on as guests? P.S. The hockey player's last name is Hull, not Hall. But you can still refer to me as a hockey player if you want. I'm cool with that. That's Bobby Hall, not Hull. Are you related to Daryl Hall? Or Michael Anthony Hall. I always thought it'd be great if there was like an 80s band called Anthony Michael Hall and Oates. Oh, that's a good one. That'd be a good one. Kind of like Kathleen Turner Overdrive. Yeah. Or Sandy Duncan's Eye. But him, Bobby Hall there must like Daryl Hall, seeing as though they have the same name and all, must celebrate their entire catalog. Must. (laughs) <laughs> on that note on that good note, night, everybody <laughs> good night everyone and i'm not even drinking tonight isn't that crazy it's friday night Dude, sugar high drinking. sugar yeah. high yeah that's what it is no that wasn't in the script that wasn't in the script i think they came up with that um uh on the day right before we shot it i think it might have been david carradine that came up with it saying can, can i make fun of his hair or something because david used to I think, make fun of my hair a lot he was a very nice man um, and we got along famously, and I used to see him all the time after the movie too, because he lived near here. But uh, I think, yeah, that was in, that was that was added on the shoot day. Speaking of funny hair, um, I don't know if I talked about this on the show. I know I told you about it. I was recently editing an old Fango Weekend of Horrors video mm-hmm. from I think mm-hmm. it was '92, mm-hmm. and it was my buddy was the one filming it. And I was just walking around to the dealer's room, and he's filming me. And I'm looking at the footage, and there you are. <laughs> and here I had long hair down the middle of my back, and there you are with long hair. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah, you showed me that or something. I sent you a little screen capture, I think. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I, may, I look I may have I to drop terrible. that clip in here. No, please don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, funny that you say that, because my buddy Mike McCash watches the show yeah. and listens every episode. Um, makeup artist. Uh, and he, uh, he, you posted a picture to, or, or on here, you, you had a picture with you, you had kind of different hair or something. And he got so fascinated with that. People always comment on your hair and then seeing photos of you with other hair. He did a Photoshop. He did like procreate of you with all different kind of hairstyles. 
why haven't I seen it? Why am I just because I forgot I had him and now I, I realize, oh my god, he did like 10 of 10 different hairstyles okay. of your face with hairstyles on it. And but I can't show them right now because they're on my iPad that well, that I'm using. You're going to message them to me so I can yes. put them in here. So yeah, they're so good. Maybe we'll like, have a vote. We had we laughed so goddamn hard at it. So uh yeah, we're gonna well, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad I was the butt of your joke. You were. It was it was quite entertaining. All right. Don Harrison said, dude, oh my God, the sound of silence. Perfect. A very happy Halloween to you and Chris. Keep rocking. What does that mean? Do you you don't watch our episodes, do you? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> so I watch the beginning and I watch the end and I watch some of the I, I i bop in and out of it because I, I hate to see and hear myself i can't yeah. i can't i can't do it every once in a while you know i'll i'll pull in a, a if there's a moment where you can tell the other person is like zoning out yeah i i bust in the sound of silence and i i did that one uh, i think on the last episode when you were clearly just focusing on the bride a Frankenstein thing and you're on your phone and, and it, was just, it was like what I told you about. It was like, I, I don't remember the exact moment I did it, but I did it for that because you were, oh, okay. you were, you were, you, we lost you for a while. There. I deserve it. I deserve it. There's definitely times I zone out. J a Brown 16 said, this was a great interview. I love PJ soul. She is the best met her at a con and got two autograph picks, one from Halloween 78 and the other from rock and roll high school, both huge faves of mine. Happy face. Chris Yuha said, another great episode. Sean, I don't know if you remember me, but we met through the old Halloween forms. I designed some shirts and the logo for the Halloween convention for you. You've seen my artwork under there, the name Darth Myers. Just wanted to say it's awesome to see what you've accomplished since then. It gives hope to the rest of us horror nerds that you can accomplish your dreams if you work at it. Oh, and Chris is great also. His work on H18 and <laughs> hold on, he's a... let him get to his compliment. You should have just ended it right there. That would have been perfect. If I was a real <laughs> asshole, I would. But I want yeah. to give you your props. His work on Halloween 2018 inspired me to get back into painting and art. Keep up the good work, gents. Very cool. Good. I, I wrote. That Thank you. Part. I wrote that last part. Um, <laughs> I don't want you to feel left out. Well, it's better than the other one who did. The other person who did leave me out. It's like, PJ Souls is great. And Sean, hello, you're awesome. And they blessed us both. And, then I, and blessed you. Blessed you both. And that was it. Like, I'm a fucking Muppet. Yep. <laughs> Mike Johnson, the runner, said, This interview was endlessly fascinating. PJ Souls is a class act all the way. Amazing stories and on point with great questions, fellas. This is one of my favorite episodes. Congrats on fast approaching 10,000 subscribers which we've hit, you should start a Patreon account so fans can show support. I'll donate for sure. Cheers and best. No, oh, Patreon account. Well, that's the thing. Like when we did that guy, was that guy's name? Dave McRae, when we did his show, he has like his mm. Patreon people that got to ask questions first and stuff. That's, that's, no, that's different. I thought it Isn't was. It? I oh, think, maybe you're right. You're I think right. it was. Anyway, um, it's Maybe. called a super chat on YouTube or something. It's called a super chat, and you pay money and you're 
your question gets highlighted and goes to the front of the line or something. Yes. But I think you're right. Also, Patreons. Ken Coakley said, I love the Phantasm series. Every Halloween since 1983, I watch Night of the Living Dead, Phantasm, and the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I had to watch them on my phone this year because I'm in a rehab and all three Blu-rays are at home. I don't know what kind of rehab you're in, but uh, good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> <Yeah>. Awkward. <laughs> Special Ed said. <laughs> <laughs> Special Ed, this episode's been my favorite so far. PJ Souls was a very sincere and informative and seems like a terrific person to talk to. And the bit with Christopher checking out after being told about Scarlett Johansson being the new Bride of Frankenstein was knee-slapping. Question, are either of you two fans of Dr. Giggles? Besides Robert Durant from Dark Man and Bubba from Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, it's always been my favorite role from the late, great Larry Drake. The solid practical effects, makeup, and Drake's hilarious puns are what make the film for me. Didn't know if you were fans or not. I know it's random. Dr. Giggles is funny. I mean, it's 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 goofy. And I remember when it came out, I was really disappointed with it. that it, I didn't think it was a very good movie. But it's one of those movies I think if I watch now, I'll really enjoy because it's so stupid and it's very 90s. And Larry Drake was a really sweet yeah. guy, by the way. Larry, Larry Drake's... A good actor he was a yeah. good actor yeah. I, I i don't remember the movie very well to be honest with you i remember i saw it back in the back when it first came out but i don't i don't remember it really i i'd have to revisit it larry drake was a great guy i got to meet him a few times at conventions um i really regret never getting a photo with him or getting an autograph i kept going oh i'll do it next time i'll have my i have my dark man poster sign next time then mm. he was gone Upson Pratt Jr., who likes to he likes to throw in the funnies, Upson Pratt Jr., said, I've been winged by Kip. I don't know if that means he's been raped by Kip, because most Jesus, of Jesus, why'd you go to rape? Why'd you just most go of right Kip Winger's songs are about having sex. I mean, you know, uh, you know, I'm thinking maybe he had maybe he was raped by Kip Winger. Maybe maybe they danced together, because I know Kip was a dancer. Wasn't he a ballet dancer or some shit? Some shit. Yeah, he had some solid gold moves for sure. It's totally. Oh, solid gold. I used to like that show. Christopher Bell said, PJ's the best, and that's an awesome jack-o'-lantern. Uh, that's right. Ian's carving, Ian's pumpkin carvings. Yeah. yeah. He made us some thing with two heads pumpkins. And no, those he made are us really an cool. extra one to give away as one of our prizes. So that's just, and, and we'll sign it too. And now nobody's interested. And everybody just crumbled up. Yeah, exactly. Calm down, Rich. Another great episode and an even better guest. I'm all for the future live episodes. Maybe just some Q&A specials to start. I also frequented Hollywood Book and Poster back in the day. Rest in peace, Eric Pops Caden. Yep, Eric was a good guy. Bob Calderon said, Dear Sean and Chris, another great show. I really enjoy your guest. Keep up the good work. Your number one fan. Thanks, Bob Calderon. Ooh, Bob Calderon just threw down the gauntlet as number one fan. He he says he's number one. Bob Calderon. Hungry Wives. This was a this. He had a question from the Charlie episode. This is one from the PJ episode. PJ is the queen. I don't think we've ever seen Christopher this excited to be talking to a guest. And who can blame him? Sean, when are you 
ever going to get around to doing a Horace Hall Grounds for that Scarlett Johansson bride remake. Hungry Wives is making a joke. Oh, I see. He made a joke there. He wanted to do there. Yeah, I see what he did. I see what he did. I was excited to talk to you. I had such a huge crush on PJ Souls. I still do. It's all for you, Demon. Oh, yeah. Also getting his second one in here because, yeah. you know, this is a, his PJ question. Great interview. I have never had the opportunity to meet her at a convention, but from this episode, it's quite obvious PJ is super sweet, genuine, and a down-to-earth real person. Such great stories. Very cool. This made me dig her even more. Thanks for sharing. Take care. Thank you for the comment, sir. That's, that's what we do. We live to make you happy. Tristan said, this was fantastic. She has great stories. She was absolutely wonderful to meet in person. I hope to see her on here again sometime. Sean, I still can't find those Fruity Pebbles candy bars in my area. An angry face. So, yeah. So, hey, some people have same taste that I do. I think that was a hint for you to send them some. Uh, no. Sorry. How uh, about no? Yeah. Bofades said... How come there was... <laughs> you like that one, huh? I do. It's both, of both of these. How come there was no who's up next at the end of the show? I always look forward to who's coming on next. Oh, we didn't... <clears throat> you didn't... Both of these mad. Yeah. <clears throat> Why didn't you do what I would tell you to do? You usually do stuff and then you didn't do it. Now I'm mad. Sorry, both of these. So to answer your question, uh, we didn't have anybody lined up for this episode. And it wasn't that we couldn't. A, we were busy yeah. because of Halloween. And we were both Halloween distracted and we were, because yeah. of the election. Yeah. And working. I was doing, I was working on set. Yeah. And we were just, we were both doing our lives and kind of didn't really. We didn't have a set day that we were yeah. going to record this so i really couldn't commit somebody to a specific day when we weren't yeah. sure so we had a backlog of questions from the last two episodes so i figured you know what let's make this an all talking to you guys and going through questions and just talking and getting caught up and talk about our halloween and mm -hmm. so that's what we're doing this time no guest just this is we're going old school like episode one no guest no and guests. we'll get back we'll get back to some guests so don't fret. There's people coming. Yep. There's plenty of plenty of that nonsense. We figured we would do one episode just to annoy the dude who hates this part of our show so much. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mud Nelson said, thanks for always answering my comments, guys. My question this time isn't horror related. Who do you prefer listening to more? Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd? Pink Floyd. Yeah. Easy. Pink Floyd. Um, not even a contest. Mud Nelson. Thanks, Pop. Malika Ha Olam. The saga continues. That is the full YouTube name there. Malika Ha Olam. The saga. The saga continues. Jesus. Yeah. Yet another. If next time you write us, tell us what the fuck that name is all about. Yeah. And also yeah. change your name to Mecca Mecca Leka Hi Mecca Hi Yet another amazing coincidence occurred while this was playing, right when it reached the point at which Sean was talking about the guy with the pillowcase and the one eye hole. 
I was in another browser looking at a picture of Steve Dash as Jason Voorhees from Friday 13th Part 2 with Steve Dash's autograph on it. Well, I want to know why you're not paying more attention to the show. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Right. Melted7 said, Hey, you guys, loving the show as always. Big thumbs up. Been a fan since day one. Here's a question for Chris. What movie were you most exhausted by at the end of the shoot? Well, Kill Bill was the longest shoot you ever Kill did. Kill Bill right? was, yeah, Kill Bill kicked my ass, but it, but I was younger then and it was fun. <laughs> um, there, I'm, a I'm exhausted at the end of every one of them. I put my all into every movie I do. I'm usually exhausted at the end of every one of them I do. I did a stint. I was like on the road for three years where I did Kill Bill and Ghost Ship and the Exorcist prequel. And like I was on the road for three years straight all over the world. And at the end of that, I was exhausted. I needed to take like a lot of time off. I, I think I, I came home and I collapsed on the floor and passed out and I didn't wake up for a month later. But uh, uh, I, I'll say last year I was exhausted at the, after I did three Fear Street movies and then and Halloween Kills. At the end of that, I was exhausted. A year ago, literally today, I was exhausted from, from last year. So, but I'm ready to go now. Let's do this. Patrick Donahue, question for Christopher. What goes into your decision to take a job or not? Do you have to like the movie in order to work on it? Uh, well, Patrick, thanks for the question. Um, I used to just uh, take any job that came along because when you're a struggling artist and you're doing stuff, you, you take everything that comes. It doesn't matter because you're doing a great job. It doesn't matter if the movie's fun or not. Uh, or good or not. You just keep working, keep working. And then you get into that zone and years years and actually decades pass and you still it's hard to get out of that zone so you continue to just take anything that comes or is offered or whatever but lately i'd say in the past couple years or so i've been a little more choosy because life is short and you want to have fun and i want to work on fun stuff and i want to work mostly it's less about the project i mean it is about that of course but you also have to take into account the other people that are working on it are they fun people? Is it a good filmmaker? Is it a good crew? Is it a good DP? Is it a, there's a lot of, lot of, lot of factors that, of why I choose stuff, but I'm a little more choosy these days. I mean, money probably has, plays a big fan. I mean, obviously, totally. what if you were offered an insane amount of money to do makeup for a film starring Shia LaBeouf, Mickey Rourke, Tom Sizemore directed by William Friedkin? <laughs> <laughs> It would have to be an insane amount of money. That's a great question. That's a better question than I've ever. Uh, yeah, that it'd have to be insane amount of money. Okay. Insane. Well, what's funny is not. I'll keep it brief. Suicide Squad. I didn't want to do, to be honest with you. And it only. Re I did Suicide Squad for the money. Yeah. Because I, I, I get they. I was offered Suicide Squad, and I, and I was like, no, nah. because I was just getting off some stuff, and I was tired, and I didn't really want to do it, and I was like, man. Another comic book movie, and then and then they said, "Well, give us a price." And I gave, I threw out a price that I was for sure thought that they would say no, and but they said yes. So then I had to do it, and thank God I did. Yeah. So there you go. Goes to show you. Um, he also had another question for both of us. What did you think of the decision to name Halloween eighteen simply Halloween? Do you know if any other titles were ever being considered? 
there was another title that I had heard was being considered. And I can't remember. I'm, I'm trying to remember what it was. I think at one point, uh, the name Halloween, the shape was being kicked around. Hmm. Yeah, I, you know, it's one of those weird things where it's like you're into the third incarnation of this franchise. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't really throw a number behind the title. Right. I didn't care if they called it Halloween. I thought it was a good move. I thought, yeah, it was fine. I'm not, I don't get caught up in that whole thing. Like everyone's all bitching about Halloween kills and Halloween ends and they don't like those names and stuff, but does it really matter? I mean, it's Halloween movie. Go watch, have fun, eat your popcorn, watch Michael Myers. It's, you know, it's fun. I I think they should have called it something other than Halloween Hmm. because it's a sequel to a film called Halloween. And right. you're giving it the same title. Right. That kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe they should have called it H40. You know? Who knows? Mm. I mean. Then that, that automatically puts a, a date. A da- it dates it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I mean, I liked it. I liked when I heard that somebody had said that it was going to be called Halloween The Shape. I was like, I'm in. I yeah, like that. I kind of like, like that, that too. I, I kind of like that better than it just being Halloween. It should have been called Halloween something, you know. Right. Um, and it would have been great if they just called it Halloween three, because you would be getting finally a Michael Myers Halloween three, mm. and it could have taken you know. But yet, then they decided to cut out part two. Yeah. Which fucked that idea. So yeah, right. Um, yeah. Which is still to this day what I think was the biggest misstep as them. Mm you know, disregarding part two. But anyway, Edward Gary said, holy smokes, finally caught up. Need to ask Chris a quick question. Which Marshall amp is that behind you? Any other amps in your collection? Oh, God. I, I don't know. I bought that on a whim. <laughs> I, it's like, it's a newer one. I have a classic. I have like an old Marshall head, like an old one, but it, it buzzes and clicks and doesn't really, I have to, I have to have, take it in and get it serviced. I have an orange amp. Um, I, I'm a, I like orange products. Uh, uh, orange juice. Uh, orange. Oranges orange Julius. The, orange the athlete Julius. and actor. Yes. Um, Orenthal you know, J. Simpson, I meant. <laughs> I have a Roland uh, bass amp uh, and cabinet. Um, yeah, that's, I, don't know. I don't know what that is. It's an MG100HCFX. Okay, then. Danny Rolling Ghostface said, dude with the special effects and makeup knowledge that Chris has, it would be totally epic if he used those skills to make some YouTube videos of him or Sean wearing fake fouled up and scary slash awkward slash funny disguises in public just to get reactions out of people, sort of like candid camera, but with special effects and makeup. Just saying. Just saying. I'm just saying. Well, you know what? Maybe when all this COVID horse shit is over, uh, we'll do that. It's a little difficult to do that shit, because what's the point of putting a makeup on Sean when he has to wear a mask? I mean, like, bad grandpa? Or or Borat? Jackass or or Borat, yeah. Jackass or, yeah. Um, I would totally be down to do that. I was asked to do that for somebody. I think it was Gordon Ramsay. I got offered to do a makeup on Gordon Ramsay, um, a fat makeup on him to go to some restaurant or maybe it was a Dodger game, I think. 
Hmm. I can't remember, but uh, I just because he wanted it. to go to a baseball game, didn't want to be bothered. No, he wanted to. <laughs> it was a shtick for one of his shows, one of his two billion shows. But and I wanted to do it, but I was busy. I couldn't do it. So. Hmm. But yeah, maybe we'll do that. Terry, just Terry. Great show. PJ seems so confident and down to earth. I have to disagree with Christopher when he says no one would read his book. I think a book is more interesting when you feel a connection with the author, and you too have definitely achieved that with your show. And yes, Sean, you should do one as well. The experiences you guys have amassed are definitely noteworthy and should not be forgotten. Haha, unless they should be. Always appreciative of the show and look forward to the next. Take care. Oh, well, thank you. So as it stands, we've got at least two books sold. So. <laughs> exactly. Two whole books. E.L. Vetter, could it be? Could it be? E.L. Vetter, what's Eddie's middle name? E.L. Vetter said, even when Chris and Sean talk about the weather, it's still lots of fun. And, <laughs> and little, like, happy faces celebrating. That's, like, the best comment ever. Yeah. Speaking of which, it looks like we're going to get some rain. We're getting some rain tonight I'm, and tomorrow. I'm, it's I'm cooling excited. down. I'm. We need it. I'm so it, excited. Right before the episode started, I was working in my backyard been, uh, into this project, uh, and it started to sprinkle. I was getting excited. But uh, what I did is, I, remember when you were here last, we had the lights strung mm -hmm. up? So I bought two more sets of those, so I got the whole thing covered now, all mm -hmm. the way around. And then I went and bought these ground ones. That It's like 180 feet. Is like 200 bucks for this thing. There's like, I think there's, it comes with like 12 lights. And I took, you know, all those pumpkins I have out there. Mm -hmm. I have this tradition every year. I buy a new like plaster, big plaster pumpkin. Well, I've been keeping them in the backyard and they're like year round decorations. So I, I hollowed out the bottoms. Like I basically, cause they're like, most of them are plaster. So I just took a screwdriver and a hammer and made holes, stuck the lights in them. And now, and buried all the wires. Now I flick of the switch, they all light up. It, dude, it looks dope. Lovely. Rain and cooler weather. Like yeah. now I can start wearing jackets, not that there's anywhere to go. Jackets and sweaters and it's cooler. It's supposed to be in the 50s. It's going down into the 30s at night. This coming up. I can start wearing longer shorts. Lovely, yes. Yeah. I've never seen a pair of pants on Sean since I've known him ever. Never seen you in pants. If you went to an award show, do you still wear shorts? No. You I don't go pants? to I don't go to award shows, but um if I've gone if I go to a movie premiere or something that yeah, I I, I dress nice, yeah. Did dude you saw you're, you're full of crap. You saw me wearing pants at the Halloween premiere. I was. I don't even remember that. You saw me because we, we hung out at the after party <clears> and I was wearing pants. All right. Even a button up shirt. Wow. I'll post the picture. That's why I don't remember is because I'm like, that's not Sean. I don't even know. Disguise. Who, who is this guy? Who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> uh, a retro syntax era said podcasts like this keep me optimistic. I am a miserable bastard by nature. Drinking cider, that's not a coincidence. Jesus. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, hey, man, he's owning it. Good for well, you. Well, I'm. we're keeping him optimistic at least. That's good. That's yeah. what, yeah. Good. Yeah, thanks. Rhymes and Reasoning said, this is the guy that PJ Souls got her last name from. Her first husband, musician Stephen Souls. And he put a, a, a link. I checked it out. 
because I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't know she was married to this dude. I haven't asked her about it. I mean, he's just making this comment, but I checked out what was his most well-known song called Walk by Love. Mm. I didn't recognize it, but mm. Stephen Souls, no Stephen Stills. He also had another comment. This is my first time really seeing PJ Souls in an in-depth interview. She's a great storyteller. I do hope she eventually writes her memoirs. She has me totally captivated here. Boom. See, See what you did there? Oh, he crushed it. Rhymed and reasoning. Crushed it. Leo Garza said, I, I really that. don't think PJ should feel bad about Travolta not making a move on her. <laughs> Starry Cat said, hello, Chris and Sean. Another great episode. Loved seeing PJ talk so earnestly about her roles. A book would be great. Talking of future guest stars, could you ask Heather Langenkamp to appear as she has such a great history of working on movies, being an extra in The Outsiders and Rumblefish, starring in Nightmare franchise, and then marrying a special effects guy and starting their own company? I do know Heather. I could ask her to be on sometime. So... Yeah, that's a possibility. She was in my Horace Hall Grounds Elm Street episode. So, yeah, we've known each other a long time. She's a very nice lady. Very nice. I know her husband very well, David Anderson. He's a mm. wonderful, talented guy. and We're good pals, and I love Dave. He's an awesome guy. Last question. The final question. <laughs> See, I'm throwing in all the 80s metal. Um, yeah. Is that really metal, though? Not really. No, it's not. Logan Dumont said, hey guys, here's a random question for you. We're going to end with a random question. Okay. With the holidays approaching, do you two horror fanatics have any favorite Christmas movies? Mm. I've always loved Christmas Vacation, Scrooged, and A Christmas Story. Sure. I do. I love Christmas movies, and I love Christmas. Mm -hmm. Not as much as Halloween. Halloween's my all-time favorite, but I do love the Christmas season. I, it makes me feel good and fills me with joy and and uh, warmth and everything. And I do. Oh God, I love Christmas movies. Mm -hmm. um, Christmas Story, absolutely, hundred percent. Same here. Uh, Christmas Vacation, absolutely, hundred percent. Same here. Uh, Elf is one that I have to watch because I I love Elf. I, I like Elf. I don't it, love Elf. Oh God, it murders me. Buddy the Elf, which favorite color? I, I mean, that shit kills me. Die Hard. There, Die Hard's a good Christmas yeah. movie. Yeah. You know what sure. one of my favorite Christmas movies is? What's um, and it's it's not one that's I'm sure you've seen it, but it's usually one that's not that well known. But it's mm -hmm. one of my favorite Christmas movies is The Ref with Dennis. Oh, Larry. The Ref is great. Yeah. With Dennis Leary. Yeah. Love the Ref. Yeah. Love the Ref. Love the Ref. Love it. That movie is awesome. Um, it's not really a Christmas movie, the one I'm going to bring up. It's a Thanksgiving movie that I love a lot. Home for the Holidays. Directed oh. by Jodie Foster mm -hmm. um, with uh, um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. or something. Oh, that movie. Love it. Watch that. Another one that kills me is Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn and Reith. Oh, I saw that once. Dude, it's like, I can watch oh, that over goodness. and over again. You need to rewatch it. Mm. It, okay. it, the whole the John Favreau uh, right. as his brother and Robert Duvall as the dad, mm -hmm. dude, that whole thing just kills me, man. Yeah. It's I love It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, the Miracle original on Thirty Fourth Street. You know, um, 
I love Christmas. Oh, uh, yeah, I love and Scrooge. I am a big fan of Scrooge oh, as well. Big fan of Scrooge. Yeah, always watch and, with Bill Murray. And, anything with Bill Murray. Of course, A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, I mean which that's I watch that twice a year. Once mm. at Halloween, once at Christmas, and uh, but yeah, but anything with Bill Murray. I'm a huge Bill Murray fan. But mm. uh, but yeah, there's lots of we have that to look forward to. See? Yeah. Obviously, when I think of Christmas, I immediately think of Rankin Bass. Do you yes. have any favorite Rankin Bass specials? I'm like really into them, so I like own them all. Yes, um, I love Rankin Bass. Grew up on them. Watch them every year as well. You have a favorite? I, 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 I love Santa Claus is Coming to Town, I think is my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, I like that whole origin story of Santa Claus and and the bumble and the and the whiz the winter wizard and the winter warlock and you know he's all red hair and the weird faces that he makes all the time when he's scared he's always like and their faces <laughs> are always like doing that weird thing i love that shit that's my favorite and uh and i like rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and i like uh i like mom man I'm, I'm not crazy about the new year's one the baby new uh, year's one it's frosty yeah. the snowman but that's not rankin bass um yeah it is Oh, it is, right? It, yeah. It's just animated. It's not stopping. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, you're talking about, uh, um, what, what's that? Uh, year Without a Santa Claus. Well, I was going to say, Year Without a Santa Claus is my favorite. That's a good yeah, one. That's the, the one with Miser, Miser. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love dun, that. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the, one I, the one I don't like is Little Drummer Boy. Just a little. Oh yeah, no. That's, it's just that's, a little too Jesusy and little too. Uh, totally. It's like yeah. not fun. It's just yeah. it, they're just trying to tell the story, you know. If you're, yeah. No, no kid wants to see that. No. You know, make it fun. Make make yeah. that situation a little more fun. Well, of course, how the Grinch stole Christmas. You know, it's not Rankin Bass, but uh, uh, that's a great one. Um, Jack Frost is another Rankin Bass one. Um, cricket. I like Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie, Okay, get this. It's funny you bring that up. Nay had never seen uh, It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. She'd never seen any of them. Mm. So we watched it the other night. And, and I said, look, it's only like 25 minutes long, you know. And as I'm watching, it's one of those things, you know, now when you're, when you watch something that you loved and you thought was so great and you're watching it with someone else that you know is, is critiquing it. And then you realize it's not nearly as good as you thought it was. <laughs> But to her credit, to her credit, she she thought it was cute and she liked right. it. But I'm yeah. sitting there watching it, going, "God damn, this is like they use that." I got a rock joke three times. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know. Okay, uh, <laughs> but um, and she she said the only disappointing thing about it was she was disappointed she never got to see a a great great pumpkin. pumpkin. Yeah. yeah, that was my disappointment when I was a kid. Yeah, watching it. I mean, I loved it, but I was always like. We don't get to see a great pumpkin. What the fuck? I was so upset. I felt so bad for Linus, and he's all sleeping in there. He's freezing cold, and oh, it's terrible. That's our episode for today, kids. No guest, just us yapping, and probably way too long. All right, see you later. Good night. Good night. Pardon me. Our bit here it comes. What? Pardon. Pardon me.
Thank you, love. Oh, thank you. You missed that, dude. You missed. That. I did. I missed it. I don't... Thank you. Oh, oh I thank see. you. Thank you. Oh, I tried to get tricky. I, I did that it better the first time. You did. Um, it's actually not bad. <laughs> this is not its marshmallows. <laughs>